15 titles on my mind Seven world ones, one hardcore And seven tags with four different guys Take her easy, take her easy Don't let the sound of gongs and bells Drive you crazy Lights open, raise my hands Don't even try to understand the supernatural dead man to take her easy Well I'm standing on the corner of Death Valley, California Such a bright fire I see It's my house, my lord, burned to the floor Lost my parents, brother, everything Come on, Kane, please don't blame Paul Bearer took me in as his and tried to train me. Rarely lose, I usually win. I never thought I'd see you again. You opened up the cell and climbed in so freaking easy. Running down the road and I'm all on my own Got a decade of destruction Call me big evil, not red, But do call me American Take her easy, take her easy Don't let the sound of Olympus get Drive you crazy Come on, Vin Coming back, it's the dead man to so take her easy. So now I give you the dead man, the phenom, ladies and gentlemen, the Undertaker.
right, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Creatures of the night. Welcome to Talking Taker, episode 187 of our encyclopedic exploration, digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all tizam the undertaker my name is alex dorio i almost said alex white <laughs> i'm nervous man uh, my name is alex dorio i want to thank you for joining us for one last round of dead man talking and I am joined, as I have been for these past 187 episodes, for this entire time, for three and a half years, as I have been every week by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy, my best friend, live and in living color in person, Mr. Travis White. And Travis, it's been an incredible ride. I can't believe we made it here. It feels like just yesterday we started things off. But tonight, uh, in the words of this man himself, uh, it's time for the Cowboys to finally ride away. Cowboy to right away. This is our final farewell. It is. As it's like takers. You know, we're going to cover that in just a second. This is our final farewell to, uh, not to each other, because we'll still be oh, friends, God. but <laughs> to you, talking taker of fans, to the creatures of the night. It's our final farewell to you, and uh, yeah, stick with us. We're going to try to get through this one. <laughs> hey, it's episode 187, which is perfect. We got yeah. that 187 on the dead man. <laughs> Home right aside, here. baby. We're it right here. <laughs> Uh, hopefully it will uh, be a more peaceful ending. Uh, he will get to rest in <laughs> peace, homicide. as you yeah. might say. But, you know, uh, thank you for opening up your house. Yeah, absolutely. Let me, let me come here. I, I, got, I got my COVID test. I'm COVID clear. We're so, good. so we're good. But as you can see here, it is a special occasion. So, you know, we had to dress up for it with the formal, uh, formal wear, the ties. I got my uh, What Up Bed pin. Yeah. I had to bust that out here. We got some of... Uh, some Undertaker accoutrement right. and uh, some of our, our merch up here, tpublic.com. Uh, you know, that'll be up there for you. 35% off week. every other week. Travis, uh, uh, yeah, you I'm got rocking. your formal wear? I got my formal wear. You guys can see this. <laughs> my token t- or my Taker <laughs> Zubas that Alex got me for Christmas. So thank you, brother. I don't get to bust them out often, but this is the you specialist of special occasions to. to wear this. So of yeah, you dressed up. We were joking before we we started recording. Easy on under. Yeah, undershirt. Of course. Yeah. We were joking before we went on that Alex was like my manager. If like if I'm a backyard wrestler from like '99 and he's my manager. So I mean, yeah. I, I, I think that's pretty much our vibe. Zubas. You know? I think it's pretty much it, man. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, but seriously, man, I, I want to thank all of our listeners out there. Yeah. Uh, for joining us this week, uh, wherever you're out there listening or watching us on YouTube. Uh, man, I appreciate you. Whether I hope this isn't your first time, but uh, you know, whether you've been <laughs> with us for a few months. I know we've had a lot of people join us you know, just yeah. in the past few months. Or uh, you know, during COVID times, when people had time on their hands. Or some of you have been there, man, literally from episode one, like the first week, the first few months or something. There's some of you that have been along for that entire ride. Which is incredible. Yeah. Uh, this. You know, Thank you. <laughs> an encyclopedic exploration going through match by match for the Undertaker's pay per view career. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the evolution of the show, mm-hmm. some of our, our favorite moments and times <clears throat> in it as we go on here. Uh, of course, you know we we pulled the time traveling hearse into its resting spot uh, last week when we talked yeah. about the Boneyard match, that final Undertaker match. So you might be wondering what is there to talk about here? Shouldn't we have buried the show last week? But 
There are some things that happened uh, throughout sure. 2020 after WrestleMania involving The Undertaker. Uh, and, of course, he did make one final pay-per-view appearance. That's uh, right. Not a match, but it was his 30th anniversary. So we felt like, you know, let's let's end things there. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about what else happened in 2020. And, of course, something we've done through all the Undertaker eras when we get to the end of them, we've done a top 10 matches of yeah. those eras. So we've done that three, three times, times now. Uh, and we'll talk about all those different eras. First one would have been from 90 to uh, 99, 90 basically. To, yep, yeah, so October, or, yeah, September, October yeah. 99. Uh, we called that the original Dead Man yeah. era. So, you know, we had, he had different looks during that time. Had the gray gloves. Um, you know, I don't have a, uh, like He's a 98 taker. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that, that was pretty much this one solid taker. run um, in there through the Attitude Era. Yeah. He gets hurt, goes away, June 2000, he's the biker taker. Um, he comes there, that's June 2000 to uh, November 2003. 2003 when Vince buries him alive. Vince McMahon <laughs> buries The Undertaker. Yeah. Uh, and then the uh, return of the dead man, which was WrestleMania 20. Uh, and then we called it to uh, the end of 2010. Ten, um, I think. Yeah, was the was the original dead a return of the dead man era. Yeah, and then we've been in this the last outlaw era. Is yeah, what we've called since WrestleMania twenty seven up to the Boneyard match and uh, more sporadic yeah. appearances once a year, a couple times a year, just the end of his career. And it's the last ten years, basically nine years. So. And there's not quite enough in there to do a top ten just exactly. for those. I mean, there's so many. I, a lot of those matches are going to be sure. in our top ten. Spoiler, uh, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you would predict, uh, and so many of you have voted for. But uh, we just decided tonight we're going to do all-time yeah. top 20 pay-per-view matches across every era here. We have not revealed nope. them to each other. Uh, and we've got your fan votes as well. So all that, we're going to cram all that in, some of your comments and questions and everything here as well. Uh, but let's do it, man. Let's do it for one last time. Let's take the time traveling Hearst back one year ago. Uh, iconic match. I mean, lit the internet, the wrestling community on fire. The oh, yeah. yard match. So popular. Universally acclaimed. We talked about it. it. won the Slammy for match of the year last year. I mean, it was hugely successful way for The Undertaker to go out. No doubt, man. Uh, and that was on night one of WrestleMania 36. And then on night two of WrestleMania 36, uh, after the show's over, we get a preview for something special. For that, we get the first 12 minutes of that last ride yeah. documentary. So we're it's sitting there, exciting. like already in the high of the Boneyard <laughs> yeah. match, and we see that first look at the the last ride documentary, and you knew it was going to be something special right off the bat. Oh yeah, we knew it was going to be fantastic because again, it's him peeling back the layer like he's never peeled back before, you know, and. Uh, it's great for us because we get more insight into stuff we've been covering for three years, you know, at that right. time. So, um, fantastic. And we'll cover, we've covered those in depth on here already. We, so we're not going to go into those in depth, but we'll just talk about them, you know, and kind of where they came in to play. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. We got two episodes you're digging up through the mm-hmm. entire last ride series. We went in depth on, <clears throat> on each episode, uh, first First one's episodes one through three and then one, one through five on there. So those just, you can go back in the archives if you haven't heard those. Yeah. So um, let's get into just what happens after 
yeah. mania, I guess. Because so, he kind of remains a presence yeah, on he does. screen in, in a few ways. Yeah, he's so he buries AJ alive, and the little hand was sticking up or whatever, and it was kind of cheesy. But, so, a few weeks, well, a month later, May 4th, 2020, AJ Re- Styles returns for the first time since the Boneyard match. He... And he wins a last chance gauntlet match to qualify for the Money in the Bank match itself. So, again, this Money in the Bank was going to be cinematic. It was going to be different. The men and the women matches were going on at the same time, which was unique. And I thought it was a cool concept. Um, the idea, and they were going to film it at Titan Towers or whatever, WWE headquarters, right. what they call it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he viciously attacks Humberto Carrillo's leg after that. And he's uh, apparently qualified for this match. It's, it's AJ, Otis, Aleister Black, Rey Mysterio, Baron Corbin, and Daniel Bryan. So what a crew. A handful of those guys, I mean, I'd like to see them and AJ go, or I'd like to see any of those guys go up against uh Take Baker. Alistair for, Black could have yeah, been. Yeah, we put that on our more. list. And Daniel yeah. Bryan. Just and Otis. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. The sit up as he's doing the caterpillar toward oh Taker and he just sits up. <laughs> 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 it's facial. Would it would be pretty good. It'd be pretty good. But AJ says there's, he's not a zombie. I'm not a ghost. You know, there's no Undertaker trying to steal my spotlight this time. I got buried. So what? He says that doesn't mean I lost. There's no rules in a boneyard match. Which, I mean, they really didn't give us any rules. You hear a bell ring. Yeah, we I mean, are gong and no bell. I mean, yeah. Undertaker walked out. Yeah, and AJ got buried. So, but he says, you know, yeah, you know, that was then. This is now. I'm in the Money in the Bank, the most unique one in history. And so, that takes us to Money in the Bank six days later, and then. uh there's that unique match, you know? Very unique match. Uh, personally, uh, to me, it was a, a, a big uh, fall off the cliff from the Boneyard match. You mean like Ray and, a- and Alistair Black? I mean, fall off the again, top of the tower. I thought it was a cool idea. I, w- I was honestly excited for it, but yeah, too much goofy comedy on there for me that just didn't click like food fight and the going in Vince's the office money in the cool. bank uh, conference room with where Stephanie, Stephanie comes in yeah but she's not there like yeah. it's clearly she's yeah. <laughs> she's clearly not actually in the building yeah um, but something cool does happen with the Undertaker in there let me make sure yeah, yeah. Uh, Undertaker um, is a presence as AJ Styles is, is running through the hallways in there and uh, he's seeing all these sort of like uh, your pictures you got here, your family up here, these big canvas yeah. things uh, from Russell, WrestleMania's past and other icons. And AJ runs through. There's one of Roddy Piper, I think, uh, one of Roman Reigns, Cena, stuff like that. And he comes up on one of The Undertaker, yeah. of course. I think it's WrestleMania 33. I think it's I think pictures it is from him Roman. on stage in Orlando. And, of course, AJ gets spooked by it. Um he hears the music uh, of The Undertaker uh, in the background. and Okay, that's a nice little nod to things. Um, and then AJ, he starts opening up doors, looking for the money in the bank briefcase, uh, or looking for somebody. I don't know what he's looking, looking for. he's looking for Aleister Black or okay. something. Ray Mysterio, anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, he opens up the door, and he goes into The Undertaker's office in, in Titan Towers, I guess. I don't know what it was, but it's... Take your retired and became a corporate suit, I guess. <laughs> There's purple lighting in there. There's a casket and urn and everything. And, of course, AJ gets spooked by it. And then Aleister Black comes in and kicks him into the room, locks the door... Uh, AJ escapes later on or whatever. Yeah, he but just shows up later. But. It's, but that part's actually not that bad. That's a no. nice little nod to their rivalry, a fun thing in there. Uh, but the, to me, that match, I don't know how you felt about it, but there's a little too much of that kind of goofy comedy yeah. that 
didn't really click for me in there. There are things I laughed at, but um, yeah. I didn't want to. But um, you know. <laughs> well, then that later that night is when the last ride, chapter one, debuts on the network. So um, yeah, that was kind of you know Huge. we were kind of thinking at that point like wait isn't he retired like why do they keep teasing him but it's because of the last ride you know so and like I said we've already covered that but a couple weeks later on SmackDown AJ Styles returns to SmackDown he was on Raw but then in real life Paul Heyman didn't fight for his good brothers to stay and they got let go and he got mad at Heyman and he asked to be joined from SmackDown. So he goes to SmackDown and uh, he defeats Nakamura in a great match. Uh, and in, in a WWE.com exclusive interview backstage with, I think, Caleb Braxton, he says, you know, I gotta redeem myself. I gotta redeem myself. No one gets buried alive and comes back like AJ Styles. And I hope, you know what? I hope the Undertaker hears every word I'm saying. What, what, what are you going to say? Well, and, and that was, and th and that was yeah, my follow-up. Okay. Sure it was. Sure it was. That's all I've been thinking about. Of course it was. It's all anyone has talked about. In fact, I'm done talking about it. No one gets buried alive and comes back like AJ Styles. Like, <laughs> whatever that means. Like, I mean, <laughs> I guess Taker got buried uh, alive and came back. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So... Or is he saying people can come back, but nobody comes back like me? Like, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I don't know what he's saying, but yeah, because he didn't come back. Yeah, when Taker came back, he was dead man again. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, right. I don't know who, no. who knows. But anyway, he hopes Taker's watching. Is what he says, and he said that's all anyone talks about anymore. I'm done talking about it. And I walk off, and that's it. And uh, I don't know why that happened, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, so that's sort of that's kind of the end of their deal, right? Or do they have anything else? AJ and no, Taker. That's yeah. it. Um, I did read uh, an interview with AJ. I, I don't remember the source. I didn't write it down, but he kind of talks about this stuff. I think it's from like December of this year where he talks about, I don't know why yeah, we kept, why teasing, we kept it. teasing it. Yeah. Um, it kind of felt like they were trying to do another match between us, AJ and Undertaker. Yeah. And I just did what I was told. AJ says, he's like, I didn't really like it because yeah. I didn't think it was actually going to lead to anything. But exactly. I thought, you know, you know, what if we do? Who knows? It's out there. Uh, and it is still out there. You know, I, I think if Undertaker were to come back uh, one day, uh, that would be an obvious choice, oh, obvious sure. road to go down. Sure, no doubt. But uh, on um, May 21st, 2020, June 21st, 2020, that is when the final episode of The Last Ride airs. And that is the moment where Undertaker basically spells it out mm -hmm. and says he is retired and, you know, with an asterisk next to it, right. in case of emergency, if Vince called me, I'd be hard-pressed <laughs> to say no to him. But uh, effectively, like we said, the Cowboy's going to ride away yep. this time. Uh, so he, he says it, really, really says it for the first time. We've assumed it from all these other moments, but he actually says, you know, I'm done. I'm happy with where things ended. I'm satisfied with that WrestleMania yeah. match. And that's what the whole Last Ride series is about, is about finding that perfect ending, finding that satisfaction. Exactly. Um, and so, the, of course, that's a huge deal in the wrestling world. So uh, on SmackDown, uh, June 26, 2020, uh, and SmackDown has sort of been The Undertaker's show uh, yeah. for the past 15 years or so. It's been his home. Uh, they do a whole tribute episode. To the Undertaker. Yeah. And this is still, this is pre-Thunderdome, so they're still in the Performance Center. Mm -hmm. um, so they're still, a lot of times on SmackDown, they're just showing old matches uh, in the at, along with new matches. Yeah. So they show the entire Boneyard uh, match. 
on this episode of SmackDown. Um, they have a big uh, video package for The Undertaker uh, set to a song called The Reckoning by <clears throat> one of my favorite bands, Within Temptation, featuring Jacoby Shaddix. Love Within <laughs> Temptation, man. I thought you were going to say Need to Breathe. That's my favorite band. Yeah, that would have been much better. But uh, it's a great video. These videos yeah, just keep oh, getting better. Yeah, they're so good. They yeah. do every week uh, or every few months, it seems like. And it covers uh, every era of Taker. you got all the clips in there. Uh, and then the show opens with a lot of the SmackDown roster. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know if it's everybody, but a lot of the big guys, they're all out there. Heels and baby faces. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Taker. Thank you, Taker. Uh, you know, like he died. I know. <laughs> they, they don't really do this for living people. Right. They do they it don't. for the dead yeah, man. Taker, exactly. Because he's just such an icon, man. He, he is. And this whole yeah. episode is devoted to him. I mean, they have other stuff that doesn't tie in, but like for the most part, it's one of those like bottle episodes of a TV yeah. show, you know, where the stuff kind of all just takes place in and of itself. But, um, like you said, they aired the entire Boneyard match, and then later on, right after that match, King Corbin's in the ring, mocking Taker. And again, in real life, we've said Corbin has said that Taker helped him a lot mm-hmm. at the performance, and he'd come down and tell him how to act like a big man. And and he'd said he'd read him the right out. He'd, he would be harsh with him. Yeah. Which Corbin's like, I love that, because I need that. I'm a football <laughs> player. you know. I need you to be like a coach to me, not just give me all the niceties. So anyway, he says, you know, Taker's just that. A boneyard match was just what he needed because he's just an old bag of bones and the shell of what he used to be. Taker had a 30-year career, but it's the only reason he's still around and he's safe because he kissed the McMahon's butts and he was coddled and protected by them for 30 years. You know, you've been stealing money from WWE for probably the last 20 and been holding people like me down since then. Undertaker, you've been stealing money from this company for the last 20 years. And you know what else? I think you're a selfish son of a because you've been holding superior athletes like myself down for a very, very long time. And now, now I gotta stand around and I gotta hear all these Hall of Famers and these legends pay their respects to The Undertaker. Matter of fact, then all these fools come out to the stage and they chant, Thank you, Taker. You know what? Taker, I don't thank you. Oh, don't start with that stupid chant. Thank you, Taker. Thank you, Taker. No, no, no. It's very simple. Matter of fact, Mark Calloway, I want to leave you with one final thought. You suck. What a jerk. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just it's so uh, it's so over the top, oh, yeah. and cartoonish. But uh, he does a good job. He does. I mean, you're He's... supposed to hate this guy, yeah. And you do you do hate him yeah. with that promo, no doubt about it. Um, but Jeff Hardy, yes. Uh, we talked about him, a guy who who did have a pay per view match with Undertaker inside an elimination chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no singles matches with Taker, which is a bummer because yeah. probably his most iconic TV match, non-pay-per-view match. Oh, um, without question. It's, it's either number one or, or two or three in there. 
is Undertaker and Jeff Hardy. The yeah. latter match on Monday Night Raw. Uh, it's so it's so perfect. Such great storytelling. So they they and, and it helped make Jeff Hardy, who a guy who's still on the roster today. You know, yeah. so it helped elevate him and make him. Um, they had a cool little mini feud on SmackDown, maybe like end of 08 or 09. 08 or 09, Golly, it was like so that. good. Well, that was cool, but they have a history, even if they don't have these iconic yeah. pay per view matches, which is yeah. neat. It is neat, and he's going to come back to play during the final farewell, you know. But he yeah, is, Hardy yeah. comes out and attacks Corbin and says, you know, and later on he has a backstage and he says that you know the Undertaker's been a mentor and a teacher, not just to him but to everyone. He says, if it were up to me, the Mount Rushmore of WWE would be the dead man's face four times. It's like, then we got to be Mount Rushmore. Exactly. That's what it would look like. Um, and Paul Bear. You'd have yeah, to have exactly. Paul Bear on the Mount Well, Rushmore. he's like the fifth horseman. You know? he's four <laughs> horsemen, they have five guys, though. So, yeah, no doubt. Um, but, yeah, he says, I mean, The Undertaker has been a mentor and teacher since day one. If it were up to me, the Mount Rushmore of WWE would be the dead man's face four times. Everybody in this company owes a debt of eternal gratitude to that man, especially Corbin. And so since Taker can't be here tonight to deliver a message in respect, I'm going to step up and deliver for him. Your Royal Highness can consider this a challenge. I got my diploma from Dead Man University, and tonight I'm going to unleash all my painful knowledge it took me a lifetime to acquire. I love it. That's the main event. Corbin's mom... That's two T-shirts that we need. We need a Dead Mount Rushmore with, with takers, four Undertakers, like the different on it. eras. Yes. Oh man, that'd be great. And then yeah. some, anybody want to make it, a Mount Rushmore with four Undertakers faces on it? Yeah. Hit us up. Of at different Talk eras. Taker. Yeah. And then yeah, DMU like, like the <laughs> SCU yeah. University. Why not? Dead Man U class of six six six. Oh, that's great, dude. <laughs> Yeah, Death Valley, like, you know, yes. established 1999, 11, 22, Oh, 99. my goodness. It'd be great, dude. Oh, why is that coming on the last I know. <laughs> last episode. <laughs> Maybe we'll have those up before this drops. Yeah, you know, but that's anyway, that's, that's the main event. Corbin Mox Taker during the match. Uh, Jeff winds up winning, I think, with a swanton. And um, it was just a unique SmackDown episode. It was, it was fun. Yeah, it was a feel-good yeah. thing, you know. It wasn't like one of those, it wasn't as feel-good as like a, I don't know. Never I'm just saying, like, it was just, it was really fun and unique, and just, if there's any, you can't just do this randomly on a one-off to, like, Stone Cold. Right. Or to Ric Flair. Like, you, it meant a lot, because it was Taker, because he's still active, or he's just now retiring, you right. know? Right. So, if you, you know, it was just a lot of fun, so. so and uh, some of the other baby faces jump in the ring uh, at the end of that. Yeah. So, Big E and Kofi hop in there, uh, Strowman, Matt Riddle. Uh, some of the next generation, they all hit their finishers on King Corbin. <laughs> yeah. And then um, they all celebrate as Jeff's music plays, uh, but then Jeff takes a knee and does yeah. the Shakespeare pose while a big picture of the Undertaker comes up on the big screen. Yeah. So uh, just a cool, like you said, a cool way to acknowledge Taker. Yeah. Uh, not must-see TV or anything, even for a diehard Undertaker mm-hmm. fan, but cool to acknowledge him. You know, a cool thing to do during COVID times, too, where it's just like that... They st- and this was June, like still like really figuring out how to do these empty arena shows and just trying to fill time. Oh yeah. So you know it, it's a good way to do that, an easy way to do that. Um, it, it's appreciated, like yeah. you said. Um, and I mean that's pretty much it till Survivor Series. Right? Yeah, Did you have it. anything else? No, that's it till okay. Survivor Series. So yeah, yeah November twenty second, twenty twenty, which is again 
your anniversary. <laughs> but, My sixth wedding anniversary yeah. on that date. But also... Like, so we're fated to do an Undertaker yeah. podcast. <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah, that was, I mean, the Undertaker's 30 years since his debut. To which was To the day, which November is just... November 22nd, 1990. Yeah, amazing. It's very special it's how it worked out that way. So crazy how that worked out. But this is uh, live from the WWE Thunderdome at the Amway Center in Orlando. You know, the hashtag Farewell Taker up in the corner. Uh, whatever, whichever corner it'd be in. I don't know. That corner. Uh, this corner. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, we kind of get some... It's just it's 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 a show that takes place in the current timeline. You know, and you got some good matches on there, uh, like Reigns and McIntyre. But the whole advertisement, but the it, whole thing, it's is him. all about the poster. Is him? It's him. Yeah. The final farewell. Final says, farewell. Yeah. Uh, if you go to Walmart and buy the DVD, it's got him. him yeah. On the cover of it says the final farewell on there. Yeah. So it's all him. It's all him. Yeah. Um, I think uh, there was we had speculated. As early, you know, the early days of the podcast, we we had said, okay, 30th anniversary is mm-hmm. coming around. I wonder what they might do for that. I wonder if he can hang on for that. Yeah. Would, would he maybe want to retire to WrestleMania? Because obviously that's a bigger deal, but, you know, 30th anniversary on to the, the day. Survivor Series. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the exact day. That would be pretty cool, too. Uh, I think my idea was to have him in a... Another Survivor Series match because you know he wouldn't have to work too much, but it'd be a cool nod to that legacy. And I even really thought that was going to happen because the Survivor Series match they had on the show was they had a mystery partner for Team yeah. SmackDown for a long <laughs> yeah. time. Like yep. I don't I don't know who it ended up being, uh, but without I thought oh man I'd be sick if Taker came back for that. But uh, it's okay I I have no problem with him ending his legacy with the Boneyard match. No, uh, so no one really knew what was going to happen with this, especially again in COVID times. What what is this going to look like? What sort of tribute are they going to have? Um, but the really special part. Is they don't just celebrate the Undertaker's 30th no. anniversary. It's another another icon who debuted on that night. Uh, <laughs> actually, he he competes. He it it competes and, and wins it's a championship. A he, they yeah, they okay. The gobbledygooker <laughs> yeah. wins the twenty four seven title on the show. Sadly, loses it to uh, Akira Tozawa and then to R Truth uh, after what that a shame. on there. But man, I, I love that they acknowledge that. I love and it. that back. And it was. Who else has debuted and then 30 years later won a title? First title ever Boom. in 30 years. Gobbledygooker. <laughs> there you go. He can, yeah. He's got that on taker. Exactly. He got the last word. He got he the did. last laugh. Like, you may have had a better career, but I ended mine on title, <laughs> title defense. Gobbledygooker's yeah. career technically lasted longer than The Undertaker's. <laughs> His final match is after. He was. His first and final match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gobbledygooker, I love that they did that there too. Just funny. That is the kind of humor I enjoy because it plays into the history of the company and stuff and it, so it doesn't fun. matter it's for yeah. a 24 7 title yeah um which is a joke and I, but i think i do think it's funny you know to go back to our very first episode something we talked about on there was these two debuts mm-hmm. at survivor series 1990 uh one the gooker was was hyped up the egg was hyped up for weeks and weeks and weeks on Taker tv thought he was gonna be the egg man Undertaker thought he was going to be the Eggman. He talks about that on the Stone Cold <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Broken Skull, Skull sessions. Um, how he was worried about that, what that was going to be like. <laughs> of course, thankfully, he ends up as the Undertaker. But uh, one thing we talked about was Vince McMahon, back in 1990, was probably just as excited for both of these debuts. Maybe even yes. more excited yeah. for the gobbledygooker. Uh, and, of course, that one... You know, dies upon arrival. <laughs> DOA, 
Whereas The Undertaker is a more low-key debut, is mm-hmm. a mystery opponent, not quite as hyped up, uh, you know, not made as much of a big deal of, but is also a very weird out there character. Yeah. Gobbledygooker, a bit more goofy, not yeah. as intense as The Undertaker, but both... Still you know, cartoonish, both they, of them. Both though. very cartoonish characters. Yeah. One goes completely downhill, the other one goes on to become the greatest character of all, Tizza. <laughs> exactly. You know, one... Yeah. The best of all time, one the worst of all time. Yeah. It's just funny how you see the, the two night. the two parts of Vince Man's brain yeah. working there. Exactly. Yeah. His you get to see his genius and his idiocy yeah. all on the same night, you know? It could have gone either way. You know? Yeah, you mentioned that early <laughs> on. Like that could have been Tager's career could have died right there if it had gone over like the Gooker did. So, you know, luckily it didn't or we wouldn't have been here. So, well, that's, you know. that's the man, Mark Calloway. You know, yeah. that's him being able to take something that... Uh, I'm not saying no one else could have done the Undertaker character. You know, who knows? Maybe there's one or two other people out there that could pull off something like that. Brian Lee couldn't. <laughs> no, no, yeah, he could not. Uh, but yeah, he's the guy who could take... We saw here he would be a star... No matter what gimmick, right? Gave him. It just turned out he got the perfect one for him, yeah, and exactly. became a, a Mount Rushmore type of guy. But he Four would have been a successful Rushmore. guy no matter what. Oh yeah, just because he's got that talent and that mind and that dedication. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what this Survivor Series night is all about. I mean, they yeah. replay clips of the last ride with guys like Cena and JBL and Stone Cold and Sean talking about him and stuff. Just it's, it's old clips from last ride. But I remember seeing it. I didn't write down this exact quote, but he's just saying like. The thing that makes Taker Taker is Mark. Like it's it's his devotion to the character. It's how much he protected the character. It's how much he gave us when he didn't have to give us. Which is something I've been saying this whole time. Like he just he just kept giving and giving. He protected the business, protected his character. So yeah, that's what this whole night's about. The final farewell. You know. It's just a shame. There's no fans there. You know they yeah. they got the fans on the screens and everything. And of course it's. Because of COVID nineteen, it's because of the pandemic. But that's the biggest, uh, biggest frustration with the, with this show. Because uh, if anybody deserves it, uh, it's it's Taker. Yeah. Know? But um, it they all, did it, the best with what they. they I, I agree. I, I do think yeah. there's some cool stuff that we'll talk about here. And we did talk about it a bit on the Thirty Days of the Dead Man mm-hmm. episode that we did. So so we won't spend too much time talking about it. Uh, we don't have to go through it. Yeah. Word for word, but. Uh, we got some guests. Some there are some guests. special guests there. Matt, uh, there's a uh, well, Mike Rome, uh, the ring announcer, he announces some legends to pay respects to the Undertaker. Uh, starts off with Shane McMahon, and then a future AEW star, The Big Show. <laughs> yeah, out next. wow. Uh, JBL, a guy who our opinion on this show because of doing this show completely exactly. flipped on. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. I owe it to Taker for my fandom for JBL now. And, the, and it's, it is one thing that's unique is every time somebody comes out, Michael Cole and Corey Graves talk okay, about their particular history with, with Taker, Taker that night. Yeah. And they say, JBL, like they say no one no one is bigger fan of Taker than JBL. Well, when JBL started cool. doing commentary. It's all he, he talked about. He, <laughs> he always talked about that. Yep. Always talked about how he was, he was his toughest opponent. Yep. Um, and I, I'm sure he was shooting. Yeah, when exactly. He said that, I, I believe him. I don't think he was yeah. just playing a character. And Jeff Hardy comes out. He's got the coolest face band he's ever had on with yeah. the, the XT, you know, across his face. And it was awesome. awesome. Yeah, so good. Awesome. I want a figure of that. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. Jeff Hardy yeah. figure with that face band. They would should be do rad. that. Yeah, two-pack. Oh, would take man. 
And then McFoley hobbles out, godfather, a fan of the show, friend, friend of, of the, the show. show. Yeah. We've met him. Uh, we've talked. He sent us a message because a uh, cameo, you I, know. I have our picture with Godfather in a frame on my Undertaker yes. table. I've got our picture with Undertaker like on my desk. Yeah. But then I have a separate figure table and I have a picture with Godfather exactly. framed on there. I love that, man. He's a great friend guy. Show. Good great brother. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Good father. Yeah. Then the Godwins. Godfather. Then the Godwins. You know, unrecognizable. Dude. Their first appearance in 20... 20 plus what? years, I think, since 98, As the Godwins, maybe. yeah. Yeah, they yeah. never appeared on WWE TV since then. And yeah, that's crazy. Phineas, a.k.a. Midian, another one of our favorites. Yeah. Unrecognizable. Oh, completely. I was saying earlier that I did let two guys that like set up a fair or something. Like, <laughs> they, the they, might fair. they might have just they came might, right in yeah. for that. Yeah. Then we got Savio comes out there, you know, BSK member. We got Rikishi. I think also he had not been around no. since Attitude Era. Mm-mm. Savio. Is he on here? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Los no. was the yeah. You know, then we got Rikish, Rikishi, another yes. BSK member, and then Kevin uh, Nash. Who uh, retweeted us one time. Yeah, he did. Well, when we did the... Uh, the Armageddon one? Yeah. yeah. He replied to us. Yeah. Big Sexy, Kevin Nash comes out. Uh, Booker T looks better than anybody out there. Mama Sangre did not Mama make the trip. No, no, sadly. But they talk about his. They, they Cole <laughs> his says facial his facial expressions are better than anybody else's when it comes to interacting with Taker. So then, of course, Sean Flair, yeah. Triple H, yeah. and then Triple H gives us that. Oh yeah, he does. Throws slash. He's always good cool. at that. Yeah. And then a guy who must have thought he was showing up to wrestle. <laughs> we can't talk about the Undertaker. Everybody else is in like a suit, or like the Goblins are in like their overalls. They're and Foley kind of is in gimmick. Foley's Foley. He's in his yeah. sweats. But and like, Sean's got cowboy hat or, or like an NXT NXT hat, hat I think. Yeah, T-shirt. But that's what Sean usually shows that's up Sean, in. Sean, you know. But little brother Kane, Mayor Kane. Uh, <laughs> He's got to be there. He comes out last. Yeah. You know, He's the guy with the biggest relationship with Undertaker. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not his best friend or, or, or had the best matches with him. But obviously, his career, of course, it's yeah. because of The Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't get the memo or he got ribbed or something. We know what Kane looks like. We've yeah. seen him without the yeah. mask. We've seen him run for mayor. He's been his, corporate Kane. We've seen, we've seen his seen wig fly off. Suit. Yes. And yet, Kane comes out on the stage, mask, wig, gloves, elbow pads, knee pads, spandex, gear. He hasn't changed his chest, though. So. <laughs> no. He hasn't worked out in a while. He walks out and steps in the ring to join all these other guys dressed up for this uh, special occasion. Uh, it's like... <laughs> I love my favorite part of the whole thing. He's like, I thought this was a costume party. Or something. <laughs> yeah, Kane, I don't know. You think he's going to have Taker's last match that night. He yeah. comes dressed up, so... Oh man, it was good though. It was good. Oh, it's uh, I have no idea what's going on. I, I need to hear Kane talk about that, like why they made him do that or why he chose to do that. I feel like he answered that on a podcast somewhere, and he was said, or maybe it was Sean. But they said that they he was supposed to be like they had asked him right to come, I'm sure they but like did. I don't know what, but like why? Yeah, yeah. Like, what? I don't know. Anyway, and, again, it's our last episode. I don't want to be too negative or cynical here, but. It, 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 I, I was disappointed that this is it. And they don't stand around the ring. They don't stand out and, like, applaud or clap. 
they just come out and, and wave, and then they're gone. We get the Sunny Jagger mm -hmm. video package, and all these legends disappear. And uh, it would have been cool to see a little bit more of them. Uh, and that's why I like, to, to change this to a positive note, there is a special on the network, the uh, WWE Day of, Day of yeah. yep, for Survivor Series 2020. If you have not watched oh, yeah. that, fans, go take 20 minutes and check that out. Um, usually those are like kind of all the things going on behind the scenes at a pay-per-view. Yeah. This is just about these legends. Yeah. They, they share some stories. It's like a bonus feature for The Last Ride yeah. DVD. It could have been that. Like Savio talks and the Godwins talk, and you hadn't heard those guys talk in a long time. The Godfather, they all tell some funny Undertaker stories mm -hmm. and talk about uh, partying kind of the night before this. Uh, so that was cool. And uh, yeah. that's what I wanted out of their appearance on the pay-per-view. Yeah. So I'm glad it's at least on the network. Oh, yeah, it is. And like you said, I kind of wish they had waited and added that on to the Last Ride DVD as like an extra chapter because it, it completes the story. But, but yeah, that song that from the Boneyard match, Now That We're Dead by Metallica plays and great video just recapping his whole career it's got i mean it's one of the moment. best yeah everything Literally. we've covered everything in it you think of an iconic undertaker moment it's in there it, they, they've got they got it in that video man. yep and it's all in there fans like yeah. fans we've pointed out yeah. signs we've pointed oh, out yeah. there's one where the it's got the eyes and, yeah the poster board yep. they roll out in there dude it's got it I think we say this every time there's a video package like this, but it just they, they just outdo themselves. They man. do, man. This it's might phenomenal. be the best one I've ever seen. It's the best taker one for sure. Yeah. Like it's uh and you know, there's some that stand out from you know, the the WD Desire one stand out and the Triple oh, H yeah. when he comes back in two thousand and one yeah. or two or whatever. But like this one to me is it's so fresh, I think people forget about it. Like I think it's gonna stand test of time it's like that one. Us, man. Of course. Yeah, oh yeah. Um but yeah, it's but perfect. It's, it's, it's perfect. amazing, amazing. They and can just reuse it when he goes in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, I don't have to add anything else to it. <laughs> no, so it's perfect. And then uh, another thing is perfect is after that video goes off is you got Vince standing in the ring. Yeah, um, it doesn't look special. perfect, but it is special because he's he doesn't appear on TV very much except Not to he get headbutted by Kevin Owens and stuff yeah. like that. You know? But the point is, if he's there, it's for something special. So he's there, and something that I didn't catch the first time. He's wearing a gray suit, purple shirt, oh, purple flowered tie. Yeah, but the the knot is gray. The tie is pink that. or purple, no. but the knot is gray. It was incredible. That's awesome. I just when I was watching it earlier, I just was like, "Oh yeah. man, I got to note it's no that." There's no accident that he did that. He didn't have gloves on anything, but like the gray suit, the purple shirt, the purple tie with a gray knot, like that is awesome, man. It looks so cool. I wonder if someone's gonna find that in a thrift shop. Did you see that on Reddit? Like, uh -uh. This guy, this earlier this week, he found. He got one of Mr. Man's suits from Goodwill. Does it have like VKM in inside or something? Yes, it has really? like his stitcher. It says Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Like a recent like one. A, like, oh, wow. It looked like his jacket. Oh, wow. Not his different colors than yeah. this, but uh, it's from, he got it in Orlando. Wow. He said. That's awesome, man. <laughs> so maybe uh, listeners, yeah, you gotta go that. look for this Undertaker. <laughs> It'll be in Orlando so, too. Yeah, it would <laughs> be. That's where it was. That's where yeah. they are, man. Uh, yeah, but this was. It is awesome. It's very special. And oh, meaningful. yeah. He kind of. It seems like he gets a little choked emotional. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. 30 years. 30 long, arduous years. That's three decades. For three decades, this man, notwithstanding his injuries and hardships, he's endured and stricken fear in the hearts of, uh, if not terror, in the hearts of almost everyone he faced here in the ring. And at the same time, entertained a global audience 
be it WWF uh, or, of course, WB Universe currently. Tonight marks an end of an era. An end of an era of the most storied career in history. It'll never be duplicated. So tonight, we say, we say goodbye. Yeah, he just, you know, says, we don't have to quote his whole thing, but just says, you know, this is the end of an era that will never be duplicated, a career that will never be duplicated. And he's he's right, you know. And he says, Taker's legacy will live on forever, and he introduces, just like Vincent Man can, The Undertaker. <laughs> he just one last time, you know. Like, it was really cool to hear Vince saying it the way he wants it said on TV, you know. Yeah, That's, yeah. yeah. And uh, he also says... Something we haven't heard in a long time. He says, WWF. Oh, yeah, he does. He's I forgot like, about that. One of the best superstars in the WWF or the WWF. Yeah, that's right. That was a big deal, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, of course, we then get to my favorite part of the night is the Undertaker's entrance. Into sure. This. He gets one more iconic entrance. A bunch of pyro and then the original Graveyard Symphony theme song played via Tesla coils. Yes, sir. <laughs> which are... How, you're the scientist. How, how would you describe what that is? Because I don't even fully understand it. It's these two, like, electromagnetic things, and then I don't know how they make the noise or mm -hmm. whatever, but, like, you can do them in, like, a hands-on museum with your kids or something like that, but, yeah, they, they can be taught to sing, basically, quote-unquote yeah. sing. Like, you can <laughs> tune them to make the, the electric shocks... And pitch them. To, and so someone did that to Taker's theme. Yeah. And there's two of them, and the lightning hits in the middle, and that's that's how the, the song is sung or whatever and played. It's really cool. A really uh, neat idea. Kudos to whoever yeah, came up Yeah, something I didn't that. know I needed. No. But uh, now I saw it again, I was like, whoa, that's amazing. So unique. Yeah. Um, and, and it ties in his old, his, that's the, that's the old song he had, you know? Right. It's his old of original. Course. And it's got the XT logo. Uh, behind him or behind that everything so spectacular and unique and then I tell you he's going to enter an arena for the final time uh, of course all the fixings smoke lasers purple haze flames um, everything again except for a real crowd uh, but one of the benefits of that is you get to have flames shooting out. Oh from yeah, everywhere. the seats would be yeah. in the arena, which wouldn't be great kill if you people. had people there. Yeah. But uh, hey, let's do it since you're in the Thunderdome. Exactly. And if I'm not mistaken, I think I pointed this out back in November. Is I'm pretty sure he's wearing the same jacket that he laid yes. in the middle of the ring yes. at Roman Reigns' match that he was supposed to retire on, which was the impetus for this entire podcast. You know, so yeah. he's got that same jacket on this night. So his fake retirement. Not Mark Henry's style, but his accidental fake retirement and his real retirement here. He's got the same jacket on, so that's cool. He should have had a salmon Undertaker jacket on for the <laughs> <Yeah>. night. <laughs> Let us know what Vince the deal was. Bother from him. <laughs> uh, something else that was different that we'd never seen Undertaker do. Yes. He, uh, he does not uh, take a slow walk up the steps into the ring, uh, but rather... Yeah. Elevate. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a prop here to yeah. do it, but he's on a riser or something and gets lifted above the the uh, the turnbuckle pole. Yeah, it's pretty in cool. The ring. Again, yeah, just something a little different, something a little special here. Um, I, we've got like some piped in chants, chanting for Undertaker here. All the all the screens are are blacked out, so yeah. you, there's not actually any fans 
Uh, that would have been watching distracting. it. That would have been distracting. Uh, again, my idea. I think they should have had the legends and like the whole roster, like everyone in the building that works for WWE. Bring them out, have them surround ringside, let them clap and cheer. I would have. Uh, I think that would have given it a little more life and ambience. But uh, again, it's not what happened. So yeah, and I was a little. You know, I, that would be cool in hindsight. But like, I think. You know, to me, it wasn't as, as yeah. off-putting as it was to you. You know yeah. the way they did it, and I think it's cool because my thing was this was just him by himself, no fans, nobody else. Yeah, it would have been cool to have that live reaction, but I don't know. There's something uh, just something just poetic about it just being him to me. Like you know, artistic to just have him. No, it's only focused on him. You know, if you're not having fans. They're just not having anybody, so I don't know. It was just I thought it was pretty cool, and I he, like I like that thought on there of him being so iconic. That, yeah, that he is the no only one's one going to take away from this moment. There. I think that's a very positive. That's the way I looked at it. <laughs> I, no, I like that. I, I so, think that's a better way to frame it. I'm, but, I'm good with that. But he gives a small quote. I mean, he doesn't say very much. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, for thirty long years, I made that slow walk to this ring and laid people to rest time and time again. Which made me think of the Counting Crows. Time time. <laughs> um, but he says, and now, my time has come. My time has come. To let the Undertaker rest in it yeah man you you can tell again it's not real crowd no it's not live crowd right. noise uh chanting for him but you can tell this is still this is still real you know this is still him saying goodbye this mm-hmm. is still 30 years since his iconic debut i mean he's had a very emotional whirlwind year yeah had that final match uh i mean we talked about his brother dying yep. he had that happening had his mortality sort of put in front of his face <laughs> He's, he went, we didn't say this, but, you know, throughout the summer, we, we covered it on the podcast in the past, but we didn't say it tonight. I mean, he went on a media blitz. Like, yeah. he was everywhere, except for Talking Taker. <laughs> Although the invitation's still open uh, for Play Barbecue. We're still there. Uh, he was in magazines, TV shows, YouTube shows, podcasts everywhere. I mean, he, uh, after 30 years of protecting this character, like, showed us... The real his real yeah. self for once, and now he's finally saying goodbye to the business retirement. Of course, he's going through some real emotions sure. in there, even though it's not it's not exactly what he would have expected. Yeah. So there's no real fans there. I mean, it's still very real his emotions that he's going through, mm-hmm. uh, and you can see you can that see it on him. him, even though he's uh, you know trying to stay in that Undertaker character one last time. He does soak in yep. the uh, the specialness of he this does. moment. And even if they hadn't had the 
fake crowd. Well, the real crowd noise, but the pipe thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, he still would have, I think he still would have turned around and kind of looked around just because that's yeah. the last time in an arena he's going to be like that, you know? So, but then, of course, we can't, we can't sign off here without him doing a Shakespeare pose, man. And this is quite possibly, there are a couple of iconic Shakespeare poses, one being WrestleMania 13, right? With him holding the title oh, up yeah. on his knee and everything like that. Yeah. But this might become my new favorite Shakespeare pose. I was not expecting this. No, and that's the thing. Like, I expected there to be legends there. I expected to get a great video package. I expected him to come in with a bunch of pyro. I didn't expect testicles, but like you know the entrance is going to be cool. I expected him to say something like, Taker's going to rest in peace. This was unexpected. And I'm about to get goosebumps just talking about it, man, because he does this Shakespeare pose. And we hear, Oh, yes! And PB. Paul Bear is there. A freaking hologram, a hologram of Paul Bear holding the urn, man. Our first uh, first WWE hologram. Yeah, I think, that ever, we've had on it. We've ever seen. Yeah, there was a hologram of Bray Wyatt in like 2016 or something, oh, but that yeah, was uh, right. this was right. the first one on Talk and Taker, yeah. the first one that mattered. That one didn't matter. I think there was one of Ultimate Warrior in WCW. There was. Like yeah. <laughs> oh um, man, it but was. Uh, are you kidding me, yeah, man? This was, was special. It was awesome, and. Uh, it got me in the feels, man, watching yeah. that just because of, you know, how we have covered this whole thing and seen how much Paul meant to him and to the character more so than the guy, just to the character, you know, how Taker wouldn't have been Taker without Paul oh, Bear, yeah. probably, you know? I mean, again, that, that's been a, a, something we talked about a lot in those first uh, first hundred episodes, or, you know, first, first like 60 yeah. or so episodes of the show. Yeah, he returns on our episode 100 at WrestleMania 20. But uh, Paul Bear was a something we talked about every week. Our appreciation yeah. for him, our love for him grew week after week after week. Um, I think we both said, like, of course, you know, we were fans of Paul Bear. How could you not be? Yeah. Like, he just jumps off the screen. He's hilarious, his facial expressions and everything. But that was a, a huge thing in the early days of the show was... Um, appreciating how much he added yes. to the Undertaker gimmick, to the character, how much he uh, did on the outside. What'd you call it? Uh, Mr. Bear's Opus. Yes. Yeah. Orchestrating the crowd. Mr. Bear's Opus out there. I mean, and then on the flip side, as a heel, when he turned on Undertaker, that boosted Undertaker up because he had this perfect foil. Really? I mean, he was the best foil he had for his to entire point, yeah. uh, up to that point, man. Um, but mankind on a new level too. Never had somebody. Yeah, he brought in mankind, brought in Kane. Uh, these were the first guys that were really able to take Undertaker down. Yeah. And oh you know, yeah, the and whole, it was under the guidance and tutelage of yes, Paul Bear. The whole Kane storyline, man. The whole those that summer of '97, where Paul Bear is just. Cutting these long <laughs> promos, but Get you're just mean. sucked into him <laughs> yeah. because he's such a good heel. Ah, I mean, I, I was so happy they honored him oh, on yeah. this night. Um, and I, I think, I'm sure that was something uh, Taker asked for. You know, I, I bet it was. I, I bet it was. He wanted to do something. Because they didn't something. have to do that. I don't this know if he came up with a hologram, right. but, but he's like, I, I bet he said, we got to do something for, yep. for, uh, for, for Paul. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's just, and he bows down, and he stays bowed down, and the gong hits a few times, and then you get the piped-in cheering, and then uh, stands up and kind of surveys the quote-unquote crowd, and does one more throat slash, you know, eye roll, and 
your tongue, sticky outy thingy, whatever you call it. And then uh <laughs> My wife's least favorite yeah. thing. <laughs> and then walks up the ramp and does one final look over the shoulder, you know, and one last fist raise, you know, to send us uh send us home happy or sad or yeah. mix of emotions. Take your pick, man. Yeah. But um it was very cool, very but again, like you said, this the the, the hologram of Paul Bearer just put it over the top, man. It would have been cool, but that would just really set it up as one of the best things yep. I've ever seen. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, I've said my piece on it. That obviously, there's some things that were not perfect no. in an ideal world. But again, I, I, I am happy that they, that they did something, mm-hmm. that they did what they could, uh, that they honored him after those 30 years. I would rather them do it. I would be insulted uh, if they didn't. Yeah. do anything to celebrate it uh, and so I, you know they did what they could uh, and of course I, you know I take solace in the fact that he's going to go to the Hall of Fame one day yeah. he is going to have that moment in front of 90,000 fans. fans wherever they do it um, he is going to get to do that entrance he is going to get to hear that adulation from the crowd mm. again and, and who knows it's wrestling what is retirement mean you know uh, yeah by the time we record this AEW has some new superstar coming and we don't know who it is and people were like is it taker i'm like no i don't think so but we've already we got, might. we've already gotten fooled once so yeah who knows we may be doing we'll talking taker and in an AEW. uh yeah so we'll kidding. see but uh he's not going it's AEW. special man it's it special is. that he gets to have that uh gets to have this whole pay-per-view dedicated to yeah. it man to wrap things up yeah, I mean it's and it's funny because in 2015 he had the it was him and Kane versus the Wyatts. You know, yeah, 25 years and that whole thing was dedicated to him too. So, you know, five more years later and I think it was the same exact day. I think it was to 22nd back in 2015 too. We pointed that out. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's it's right. just, it was it was again just uh, coincidence or whatever. But like just the way it all falls in line and it's just on the 30 year mark is just really cool, man. I love that. So, but that so wraps up. Yeah, that's, that's it. The Undertaker's career. 30 years. November 22nd, 1990, on the tombstone. That's when it was born. Yeah. <laughs> November 22nd, uh, 2020. That's when it died. That's when it rested in mm-hmm. peace. Uh, we did it over 187 episodes here. Didn't honestly didn't know if we'd really actually commit to it and get to that point when we started things. But um, some facts and figures that I uh, calculated here across that career and, and across these episodes, man. Uh, the Undertaker uh, had, uh, you know, we had some bonus episodes to sure. make up our 187. Uh, but he had um, 174 actual pay-per-view matches across that time. And across that time, he had, uh, to my calculations, you know... Some of you hardcore fans, you you might be able to correct us. I might be one or two off on some of these numbers. I uh, did what I could here. I calculated 85 unique opponents across those matches. Um, obviously, I counted like Kane and Isaac Yankum as different people because sure. Isaac Yankum was in a Survivor Series match. But yeah. uh, I counted uh, uh, stuff like that was in there. So your numbers might be a little bit off, but but generally 85 unique opponents in there. Again, I'm not including Royal Rumbles, but I am including Survivor Series matches. Right. Uh, so 174 pay-per-view matches. According to the Internet Wrestling Database, Kane allegedly has 175. So he's one up 
on Dead Man. I believe uh, that. And he, yeah, he came about in a more of a pay per view era. Yeah. Where there's more pay per views going on. And he stuck around more full time than yeah. Tanker did later on. Uh, Randy Orton actually has 172. Triple H has 170. And Cena has 161. So I'm sure wow. Orton will surpass That's surprising. both those I guys. I thought Cena would have been more. Uh, so. One loss record throughout these matches. Undertaker's pay-per-view one-loss record, 105 wins and 69 losses. So I think that is a record. I think that's more wins than Kane has Oh, sure. Um, Without question. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, He held the WWF title four times, uh, the world title three times, the tag team title six times, the WCW tag team titles one time, and, of course, the legendary hardcore title. One time. It was all his title reigns. Uh, the Undertaker appeared in 57 video games over the past 30 years. Golly. That's a lot of WWE video 57 games. 57 yeah. games. Uh, the Undertaker um, was an active wrestler. So I'm counting Survivor Series 90 to WrestleMania 36. Sure. 10,717 days. He was an active wrestler in WWE. 10,717 days. How do you imagine? Take his career. First two thirds, take his career. Uh, His longest entrance? Any guesses? Ooh. Yes. Okay. And this is courtesy of St. Ridley Santos, who uh, calculated this. Was it WrestleMania? It was a WrestleMania. 30. No, tw- 33. Nope, should have stopped when you just said 30. 30. Yeah. 30? Okay. Uh, seven minutes and four seconds. Goo! And that is, that is the one where he's got all the caskets that's out there. Right. And that's part of why okay. that one takes so long. Uh, but that's a huge chunk of time. Golly. Um, Seven minutes. Of course, 25-2 and two, WrestleMania record. I think that will be his most enduring legacy. Uh, most WrestleMania matches by far. Triple H is in second with yeah. 23. So he's uh, four matches behind Undertaker. He may Undertaker. not do that, though. He uh, hasn't been on the last two. No, and his record's only 10-13. and 13. Uh, Kane has a 9-11 and 11 WrestleMania record. Shawn Michaels has a 6-11 and 11 WrestleMania record. It's so weird to me. Sean's only won six times. And he's Mr. WrestleMania. He's Mr. WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. Undertaker, they don't talk about this as much. He also has the most SummerSlam appearances mm-hmm. with 16. Uh, but Randy Orton will probably surpass that because he's got 15. Yeah. And, you know, he's got a few years left in him. And then finally, I wanted to look at this. Undertaker's main event matches. Yeah. Uh, so I'm counting the last match on the show. Out of 174 pay-per-view matches, The Undertaker went on last... Uh, 61 times in a singles. Or not, I'm not counting Royal Rumbles. Yeah. And some of those did go on last, so you're probably up to like 65 or 66. But 61 times. So like That's a, th- a little over a third yeah. of his career. Wow, he's made in the main event Golly. on pay-per-view, man. Who else can say that? I know. Maybe that's like a Hulk insane. Hogan Maybe or like somebody. Maybe a Hogan or, or Cena. But, yeah. he, but like even that, like that's that's crazy. Cena didn't go on Cena last a lot of times, on. you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, man, that's that's impressive. Pretty Over a third of your impressive. main or main event matches are or or third of your pay per matches are main events. That's insane. Yeah, I knew it was gonna be out there. I didn't know it was gonna be that high though. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. crazy. 
Oh man. So that's uh, those are the numbers. Undertaker by the numbers. Uh, I'm sure there's some other cool records and stats that we're missing, but those are those are the ones that that yeah. came to my head uh, to recognize and to think about. Um, it, we've talked about a lot of ones over the other 187 episodes, so you can go back and listen to some of the other stats and figures that we've talked about. And man, like, how do you how do you sum it all up? Like, how where do you where do you go with this, man? Um, how do you sum up 187 episodes and this incredible career here? I mean, that's I don't I don't know how to do it besides our entire podcast. That's what it's been. Um, yeah. You know, we called each other. We've said this many times. We we talked about wrestling all the time. And uh, if you listen to our WrestleMania 33 episode, we kind of talk about the idea spawning as we sat in this house. Yeah, uh, it's true. That's funny. That wow. WrestleMania. Yeah. That's wow. <laughs> circle, man. That's, that's why I had to be that's here. That's funny, dude. Can't do it at my house. That's I had awesome. To be at this house. Um, the beginning and the end. Yeah, man. What what did you think? Like when we. Uh, we're first starting it, man. What were some of your initial thoughts? Uh, did you think we would actually ever get to this point? Oh, I thought that it would be a blast. And I thought it would be unique because at the time, you know, the wrestling podcast boom hadn't quite taken on. There were several. There was something to wrestle and like yeah, Austin and, and Jericho had them. Right. I think Edge and Christian may have started there. But anyway, there were a few but it wasn't quite as big. I mean, everybody has one now. I mean, most of them with Conrad on his little thing. But anyway, <laughs> Mike Kyoto has one on there. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's got one. But anyway, so I thought, and it was your idea. Like, let's just do something different. Let's go every match at a time. I mean, it was just like, yeah, who else could you do this for? Like, and just how fun it's been to go from his debut in 90. And then a year later, he's wrestling Hulk freaking Hogan and win the title. Yeah. And Ric Flair is having a part of that. Yeah. And then just, he's wrestling Ambrose and Punk and AJ Styles is his last so match. Cool. And we didn't know that. And, yeah, in 2017, we thought his last match was Roman. So yeah. it's like, okay, well, he's going to get there. But like, no, we got even more stuff coming after that. And it was just, it's cool, man. And I, I love the trip. Like, we admitted early on, like, we always thought he was great. He's cool. He's an icon. He's fantastic. He never put on, like, I would never say, like, my favorite wrestler is The Undertaker, though. You know, like, he drew me in. He had great matches. Uh, his top matches we're going to get into, some of them are my top matches of all time, and they kind of were. But, like, I've become such more of a fan and appreciated him, and I was always a fan of storytelling. We talk about that. The matches and the story, but the storytelling and is is so much more to wrestling than just good matches. And I think watching his career with a fine-tooth comb and, and, and the microscope and just going over like has made me appreciate good storytelling even more, you yes. know? And miss that with when I don't get it, you know, my wrestling. Um so that's been one of the biggest takeaways is just really appreciating the attention to detail that's taken with this character, you know, and uh, just how important the storytelling aspect was to him, you yes. know. So yeah, that's that, my that's my monologue. Yeah, man. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I agree with you, hundred percent. I would also have said the same thing when we started this in 2017. The Undertaker was was not my favorite wrestler. Was never my favorite wrestler. Uh, oh. Again. I, I, not to belittle him, I'm just, I'm just saying he wasn't my number one. No, still loved him. And, yeah, still, yeah. wouldn't have done this if I wasn't a fan of him right. in general. Yeah, but uh, I would say that now. I mean, I would say that unequivocally, without question, he's my favorite wrestler. He's, by going, obviously, 
I hope so, if we've dedicated all this time to it. He's but, the greatest uh, character of all time. Exactly. And, and storytelling, man. What, what you just talked about. Yeah, I think so many people um, <sighs> take him down a notch or maybe just think of him as this uh, this one-dimensional character, you know, as the dead man, uh, as a guy who's gotten all these... Uh, all these benefits, all this, you know, some of the stuff King Corbin said in his promo, there's some internet there's fans not, yeah. and stuff like that that actually think that. Yeah. But another thing we've said on here a lot of times is, yeah, Undertaker did get some uh, some benefits from, from being, you know, a company. Like some of the stuff that would happen, um, some of the breaks he would get, other guys didn't get. But sure. every time Undertaker got a break or, or got this awesome entrance or, or these special effects or things... He uh, lived up to him and, yes. and exceeded it and used it to make something more out of it. Like we, our our podcast is littered with guys that have gotten like the love from Vince. Mm-hmm. Your tests, your uh, your Luther Reigns, your Heidenreichs, your Kennedys, your Giant Gonzalez's, your Mabels. Our our Undertaker's list Mabel's of opponents the king of the is ring. littered <laughs> with those guys. Who got the same opportunities, sometimes even more opportunities than Undertaker got, and completely crapped the bed, man. They yeah. could not do what this guy right here did. Um, and, and, and that's what makes Mark Calloway right, special you, yeah. in addition to The Undertaker. Uh, and that's been something fun over this past year, is getting to appreciate the man, Mark Calloway, and not just The Undertaker. Yeah. And getting... To meet him too, like that's like before. If if it were 2016 and we got to go to a convention and have met him, I wouldn't have appreciated it as much as when no. we did last year. No. Um, I would have appreciated it, but not. I wouldn't have been like, "This is Undertaker." Like, but meeting him last year, getting to have that clip of him saying, "Take her easy," like <laughs> that means so much to me. I and know. just again, just I keep seconds, I know? harp on it all the time. It sounds like I'm. I mean, the, the horse is dead, but I can't stop beating it. Like, but he doesn't owe us. Any of this stuff, like okay. he could have retired after he retired Sean. That could have been a double retirement match. It could have been done. And he talked about like he envies that Sean gave up and, and stuck to it. Um, so well until Saudi, but anyway, um, <laughs> just like not perfect. Everything else was just extra, <laughs> and like to see his body being broken down. And there's so many guys that I've loved over the years, um, or guys that were you know current guys that I know aren't going to stick in like like he did, you know, and, and they whine and complain and moan, and he just doesn't, and he yeah. just does it. And he was always about the business. Hearing him talk about the Montreal screw job and how angry he was, not at what happened, but at the fact he, he told – he wasn't on that show. He, he told wasn't. Vince. Yeah. He said, why didn't you just let – him drop it to me yep. and the next night on Raw I'd have dropped it to Sean like yeah. that's not him being selfish dude that's him wanting the best for business everybody comes out clean there like that's not a guy politicking for a spot that's not a Sean or a Brett not being a crybaby and not wanting to, to lay down for the other one yeah. that's a dude doing what's best for the business and like that is what I just respect so much more about this guy man and like uh, I don't know I could go on and on and on about that I know, but, but it's just that's it's a, insane very interesting uh, what if that you talk about there yeah uh, which brings me we can do this uh, we we asked for a few questions we did a great Q&A episode on our uh, Super Showdown 2020 yeah. a few weeks ago the Tweak Tweak Trophy Agro <laughs> uh, that's a fun one man uh, you guys might skip that one 
uh, just looking at the match, but uh, we do a really, really it's great Q and A here. We did get some leftover questions that we didn't quite get to, so we thought we'd do that with this last chance here. Um, one of our Facebook fans, very loyal listener, Mark Short. Yeah, uh, I really like this question. Does the Undertaker character last if Mick Foley and Glenn Jacobs don't join the WWF? So obviously those are two of the Undertaker's most storied opponents and rivalries. So I think he's kind of asking, like, does the Undertaker's legacy kind of hold that same spot without those two rivalries in there? What are are your thoughts? Great question, Mark. (laughs) Oh, man. I never thought that. It was Um, really, really interesting. I mean, they definitely... Mankind was the first guy to come in and get the one-up on Taker. Like, actually make him look vulnerable, you know? And so it gave him new legs to to kind of tweak his his character and and go on that way. But, um, uh, man, I don't know. That's a great question. I'd say just knowing the stuff we know about Mark Calloway, and I'd say he probably would have lasted, but... I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not without Kane. That's a big part. It's a big yes. storyline. I certainly don't think the Undertaker character is the same. No. Uh, and you know, it's like someone asked us on the Q and A if Undertaker had left, had had retired in '99 and never come back as a biker taker. Is he still celebrated the same way? No. He's still a Hall of Famer, but you know, he's not this icon that we do a podcast about. Right. Maybe the same response to not having Kane and Mankind as rivals, because then you're taking out the Hell in a Cell '98. You're taking about Hell in a Cell '97, the Bad Blood one with that Kane. You're taking out that whole summer. I mean, that's yeah. that's huge stuff, man. Um, the Brothers of Destruction are not there, so I do think his legacy would be, you know, a, a notch or two down. Maybe only two of the spots on Mount Rushmore instead of all four <laughs> of the spots yeah. on there. <laughs> That's great. Great question, Mark. Thank great you, buddy. Question. Uh, so just going off that, I- I'll put you on the spot. Top five Undertaker rivalries. Top five. Top of my head. All right. Can I count? Well, okay. Uh, However you want to answer. Sean. Triple H. Brock. Ooh. Kane. And Mankind. No, 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 no. No. Let me take Brock out and go with Edge. Edge, oh, man, Edge is tough. one. That's that's one of my favorite stories in yeah, all I, of wrestling. I gotta have Edge in there. Honestly, I'd put the Pashan, uh, Edge, Kane. I think I'd put um, do the stuff. I may drop Foley off and put Edge. In. I think I'd put Mankind in there. And um, dude, ooh, gotta be gotta be Kane. Gotta have Sean. Gotta have Triple H. Right. Gotta have Edge. I see. I'm. I don't know if I want to put Triple H. Okay. Like, man, can I count Sean and Triple H as one? No. Because <laughs> uh, I kind of want. Oh, nah. I, part of me wants Stone Cold in there because I just love that Highway to Hell stuff. But I don't think it's top five. Mm-hmm. No. And Brock, the matches are are great. I don't know if the rivalry. Maybe you could put Paul Heyman. But I was gonna say if you if we're going not wrestling, character, I'll Paul say Paul Heyman, Heyman and Paul Bear. Yeah. If you do top seven, I think Heyman and Bear. Because Paul <laughs> Heyman, as we talked him here, he may be the longest running 
rival of Taker's career. I know. Yeah. You know? Him or Shane McMahon. Him or Shane. That's, yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, well, we got, you know, we got Sean, gotta have Edge, gotta have yeah. Mick Foley, yeah. gotta have Kane. Those yeah. top four. Number five is just, yeah, pick them. You know? yeah. yeah. So many you could put in there. Yeah. Uh, any any of those, any of the Undertaker matches that we were doing in the show that you, uh, maybe your opinion changed a little, like it, it was kind of a letdown. Anything that we went back and watched and you were like, that wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Or uh, Hell in Cell 98 wasn't as, mm. I think it's overrated. We'll get to that later on probably. Yeah. But um, that SummerSlam was, 98. SummerSlam 98 was kind of like, because I remember the whole build up and the song the and how great. fun it was. Yeah. And then just the match was just, match oh good. man. Um, kind of letdowns. I'd say, I'd say those probably were let downs but um yeah. there's other stuff that surprised me we talked about that with the other week about jbl and stuff but oh so many of yeah. those yeah a lot of those but uh <laughs> we talked about the first match with kane yeah actually kind actually i would say that one i liked a little bit more because i remember thinking again that rivalry is awesome but that yeah. match sucks but the match to me it didn't it was better than i expected actually for that oh, okay um uh do you have any more any more Batman analogies for our final episode? That's kind of been a running theme <laughs> in our podcast. Uh, oh. Comic book analogies, like, you know, you've often compared Undertaker to Batman. All right, uh, well, here's the thing. Um, off the top of my head, so Batman has been played on film by how many different actors, right? I mean, you got Adam West, you got Michael Keaton, you got Christian, uh, Bale, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck, Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer George, George Clooney, Clooney uh, Robert Pattinson is going to be him, you know. Um, same guy, or same character, you know. You couldn't have done that with Taker. You couldn't have put mm-hmm. Brian Lee in there. You couldn't have taken another person out right. and done it, you know. Um, cool. yeah. You couldn't. Like, they did that with Diesel. They tried it with Diesel and Razor, <laughs> and it wasn't going to work. You know, you couldn't. This, it was the man that made the character, you know. So, uh, you can't just interchange him and pick whoever Hollywood's next young hunk is and fit him in there, you know. So, yeah. when his, this character's dead, they're not going to reboot. Taker. You're not going to bring out Little Taker. Like, right. You can't do and that. there won't be another Phenom. No. Mm-hmm. I, we, I wish they would do the Sundertaker and have uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, the Undertaker's son on screen. Uh, I wish they would reveal this Fiend as the Sundertaker. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're right, man. But That's the, top of my head. There won't be another Undertaker replacement. No one will ever play that character again. Mm-mm. And there won't be another Phenom like him, man. Yeah. Someone who... Because if someone reaches the level that this guy reaches now, they're going to go to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That's what they do now. Mm-hmm. Like, Roman Reigns is in movies now. Batista is in movies now. John Cena is in movies now. Uh, and whoever the next guy is, probably going to be in movies. Mm-hmm. You know, he's probably going to jump to Hollywood. If Taker came about now... Otis. Come on, dude. <laughs> Otis could be in. He could be in, like, a Seth Rogen movie. <laughs> the, without question. Uh. And Undertaker could have been in. But that was the amazing part of the Boneyard match. It's just like... Where is this? Why are we not getting direct to video (laughs) WWE films with Undertaker doing that? Exactly. Give me those on Netflix uh, once a year, man. Come on. Yeah, that's my that's my last uh, Batman analogy I got. I think so. Top of your head, rank the rank Batman movies. Oh no! (laughs) Oh, Uh, including uh, Batman v Superman. I, I enjoy that movie. Uh, I know, but you just gotta yeah. include it in Justice League, I guess. Well, the new Justice League isn't out yet. Uh, so okay, you can take that, that out because we yeah. don't have we don't have the Snyder cut yet. Yeah, it's a couple weeks. Um, so I'm gonna go. 
Dark Knight. One. Batman. Like Keaton. Batman 89. Yeah. Uh, Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises. Uh, what's next? Um, Batman Returns, Batman vs. Superman, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Okay. Yeah. But I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I'd put Batman Begins over uh, Batman 89. but I probably would, but just to me, like... Christian, no, I know. those are my favorite yeah. Batman movie, but like to me, Keaton's still Batman. No, I know. You know, yeah. I know. Those are tar- those are two A and two B. Like, yeah, you know, it's yeah, just, that's it's just personal that. preference. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Anyway, I think I'm spot with that. No, it's fine. I love uh, it. And then uh, let's see, I got one more for Princeton John. Said um, he didn't go on Twitter last week. He was busy, uh, but uh, we got our top twenty Undertaker pay per view matches. Man, he asked for our bottom ten Undertaker pay-per-view matches. I thought about us doing that on the show. I mean, what's just like... Well, one of my least favorite. Guess which my least favorite is. I talk about it all the time. Heidenreich. No. No? King Kong Bundy. Okay, yeah. I hate it because of how disrespectful he was. He kicked out at 3.1 and he rolled out and just stomped up the thing. I hate it. I hate it. That's probably my least favorite... Undertaker pay-per-view match. There are other ones that are worse, yeah. But the sheer disrespect shown from King Kong Bundy, who main evented WrestleMania what? Two? Two. Yeah, I mean, he knows how much it means to be in a top match at WrestleMania. Whatever's going on backstage, I don't know. But he should have laid there and put that guy on a pedestal. That was his job that night. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I get hot about it. So. I absolutely. Yeah. We talk, yeah, we talk about, about you. Dude, I, I don't... We don't have to do a top ten, but just yeah. off top of that's our top, heads. That's my bottom. That's in there. The Goldberg match is in there. I talked about that a few weeks ago. Uh, I think you have to put the the DX Crown Jewel match in there, even though again we, there are better than, it's better yeah. than you think it <laughs> yeah. is. But just the sheer disaster yeah. of it all. All the hype for just you got to oh. put that in there. Yeah. The Giant Gonzalez matches oh. are brutal. Almost broke the streak at WrestleMania. Right. That was close. <laughs> yeah. A close call. Uh, I think you'd put maybe some of those big show matches are pretty The pretty boxing dreadful. match. Oh, yeah. The Luther Reigns matches, bo- the Hyde Mikes. That match sucks. Those are terrible. That match is bad. Um, the Punjabi Prison with big show is pretty yeah, stupid. Pretty I, think, I think you might put that one in there. Uh, Big Show and A Train at WrestleMania is is dumb. That's one of the worst WrestleMania matches. So you know, there, there's certainly some stinkers. We've never we've oh, never yeah. shied away. No, I'll from, call like I see it. Spade to spade. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't I didn't quite want to do a, a bottom ten and rank them. But those yeah. are. I mean, you can listen to our episodes. You'll hear those. Bundy's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and IRS, IRS. Is oh yeah, story. your boy. <laughs> But that was a cool story. He had his little cronies okay. going after. He had a new crony of the Monster of the Week going after. He's going through the Million Dollar Corporation. Yeah. That, was, that was a long slog through that. Uh, and the Mr. Kennedy. God, those matches were... There were like four of them yeah, in God. a row. Yeah. Uh, and then Preston John, I thought this was cool one to close on as far as questions. How has this podcast changed your life personally? Ooh. Uh... I'll answer first. Yeah, you go I'll, first. I'll say... I've been going first. I mean, it's not like we're... We still don't get paid for this. Uh, no. Except for, uh, you know, a little something-something from uh, one of our friends. Friends, Wink, wink, Randy. Uh, 
And we did have an advertiser on one episode. <laughs> that was funny. And we get our t-shirt money. Uh, that is mostly from us. <laughs> mostly <laughs> yeah. Back into our bank account. Um, yeah, we have one, two, three, four shirts up here. <laughs> We've ordered. But two things for me. I've always been interested in podcasting and loved the idea of it. Really, like, even before it was big. I think yeah, I you were doing it 10 years ago. Uh, me and some friends did a podcast, and you were on that for a few episodes. I'd call it as a random fan, a wrestler yeah, every it, other week. It's sort of like a a comedy slash like morning radio we can type update, deal, sort of something yeah. like that. It's bad. It's, I tried to have wiped it off the internet. It's <laughs> it's really bad. Um, and then uh, I did a couple for a a, web, a blog that I used to have. Uh, um, where mm-hmm. I talked to uh, different uh, different people of faith and and asked them about their you know their beliefs and things like that, and then my wife and I, Kate and I, we did one for a little while, but uh, where we did kind of like a how did this get made like bad movie podcast, but it was all Christian movies, so we were trying to see if there was any good stuff in there, um, and I've always enjoyed podcasting. I've always thought. Uh, but but none of them have ever stuck, you know. None of them uh, were ever long term. Uh, all of them all kind of faded out or, or uh, just never gained any traction. Uh, and again, yeah, this one has not. Uh, you know, we're not on Bruce Pritchard level yeah. or, or Stone Gold level or or anything like that. But I, I, it's been it's changed my life. It's like it's we've actually did it, man. We did. Yeah. Uh, I've, this is the longest project I've ever worked on uh, of this nature. We did 187 episodes. Um, like there's, like you said, podcasts are a dime a dozen, mm-hmm. but very few of them, you know, last. Game yeah. track. A lot of them fizzle out. Yeah. Um, and then you know we never missed a week. Nope. We had that was important to me. We had to come in with yeah. some late saves. Yeah. And we were maybe a day or two late on a couple other ones. With some technical difficulties. And we difficulties. had to throw that rebellion match with Benoit on there yeah, from right. the... But, like, we didn't yeah, That was miss. a new episode for, yeah, for but, us. Yeah, but it completed and the it saga. It completed the know? saga. Um, so that was... That, I mean, it changed my life in doing that, that. That we actually got to actually have a successful project, you know? Uh, would I have loved for our numbers to be more? For us to, like, be able to make a career out of this? Of sure. course. Uh, but I knew that wasn't going to happen. I knew that wasn't realistic. Uh, but just the fact that we went and did it and had a vision of the project and, and did it, you know, and, yep. and, and gained, you know, so much more as far as relationships and friendships of other people throughout the way. Uh, so I did, didn't even expect that to happen. No. Like, and, and, you know, we've only met in person one of those people, but that was really special uh, to get to do that. Uh, and I'd say, like, you know, our friendship, man, it, it was, um, we're best friends, but we've only done this in person over the past three and a half years, only six times. Yeah. It's hard. You know, we live five hours away. Uh, I got, you got three, three kids. kids. <laughs> yeah. Started with two, now you got three. <laughs> yeah. You know, we both have very difficult jobs. We don't see each other as much as we wish we would. No. Um, and so this was a way for us to keep in touch. Sure. And to do something with my best friend. And yeah. do this project together. Exactly. and. Um, you know, could have turned out bad. Could have like made us hate each other, and yeah, you know, there's probably <laughs> so. probably sometimes you were annoyed with me. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> we, can, we can go into that. Uh, I know it's it's not always easy working uh, with your best friend, uh, but it, it's been fantastic. Uh, it's, yeah. it's been uh, it's been I think the best case scenario of that, 
and uh, it's been a, a special bond in addition yeah. to our friendship. So uh, yeah. I think if anything, it's, it's strengthened that. Um, especially, you know, we, we were ahead of the curve on, on Zoom calls. Yeah, man, Skype no calls doubt. and everything, man. We had that down to a T we did. for this COVID time. So uh, My freaking it, internet you know, died last year. And we had lots of trouble with that. But, but I'll tell you what, it gave, it gave me a purpose, um, you know, even if a small one. Uh, I talked about this a few weeks ago. I got fired from my job when about six months into doing this podcast. Yeah. And so that, for that about eight months or so when I was – really doing nothing this was i mean that's what i looked forward to every mm-hmm. week man it got me through the week knowing i had tuesday nights to record yep. and to edit and then you know during covid times you know i didn't have the experience that a lot of people had but was isolated a bit uh, and this was you know something to do and something to stay connected so that sure. was special for me yeah, absolutely, man. I agree with that. And yeah, as far as how has it changed my life, I got to meet Vince Russo on his podcast. <laughs> you did? I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, bro, bro, You became bro. a member of the right to censor? Did. Yeah. All these cool things have happened because of talking. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, in all seriousness, I wouldn't have gotten on Vince Russo's podcast to ask him the question about that if it sure. weren't for this, you know, because uh, I didn't fall into his fandom and I don't listen anymore but anyway but because of this remind the listeners that was a long time ago uh, what did you what did Vince Russo confirm for us uh, on that podcast what was oh, the question you asked I asked him about was it when it was when uh, shoot it was in 98 yeah when they went and uh found uh, Taker's parents' caskets, right? They dug them up they on dug, an episode of Raw. Yeah, and Bear and brought Kane, them. Digging up bones. Oh, yeah. I'm digging up bones. Yeah. Paul Bear pushes the casket out there. Brought them out on Titantron, and I think Taker got choke slammed into one on the bones into of his mom. Bones. Yeah, boneyard match. But anyway, um, I asked him, That's like... A, our Broman of the Week. Right yeah, there. there you go. With in on the Broman. I asked, you know, y'all were in Long Island that night. Like, how did they get... Like there, and he's like, "Oh, well, they." Ha-, and he just without think, I mean, without yeah. uh, uh, hesitation, he said, "Oh, they had a his second home in the whatever that he named like an actual like place up there." And like, "Yeah, they had a place there. That's where they got buried." Blah, blah, blah. And like, it was just funny to interact with him. And so I confirmed that on the podcast here. So it was cool. Back when when Kane and uh, man, excuse me, Kane and uh, Paul Bear at this point. Went to the cemetery and brought the Undertaker's parents' caskets back. Do you remember all that? Yeah, a little vaguely, vaguely. They, they brought the caskets back, and Undertaker got choke slammed into the casket, and then Kane lit the one on fire. It was right. out of control. Why were they buried in Long Island? The <laughs> parents were buried on Long Island? Which one was it? Buried? Evansville? Raw was in Long Island that night. Didn't they grow up in Texas? <laughs> bro, they were with, bro, hey, bro, 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 hey, hey. <laughs> bro, they like they, they they had a summer home in Long Island, bro. Oh, okay. Well, I will. If you don't mind with your blessing, I would like to relay that to our listeners and tell them that. Yeah, tell you we listeners. Yeah, that take his parents had a summer home on Long Island. <laughs> uh, Babylon. Tell them Babylon, Long Island, and Babylon. Okay. Request was that they be buried there because it was too hot in Texas. Uh, you know what makes perfect sense to me. Thank you, Vince. Thanks for clearing that up. But uh, in all seriousness, yeah, like just getting something to look forward to. My life is busy. Very busy. Um, Having three kids, having a wife that has a job she does, and just um, as much as involvement as we have at church and everything going on and trying to see our family out of town. it's. I mean, I rarely get a night that I'm not doing anything or a weekend. And so this has forced me to – 
it's it's helped me prioritize too because like i would make sure to put that stuff first and then put this not this wasn't important but i would stay up late at night yeah. and it was fun like to to not um i don't know man just to have some look forward to because i always would watch on friday night saturday night sunday night get my notes ready email them to you and then we'd record on tuesday you know so i try to have so like it was fun for me to make a um you know, a uh, uh, schedule out of it, I guess you could say. And then something to look forward to. Like you said, we always talk anyway. Right. Um, but, and we always catch up before we record. You yeah, know? Like usually we, you're 30 minutes to yeah. an hour. Like, before we record, we kind yeah, of we talk, about talk about the week or what's going family, on. Family, life, work, friends, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, or if anything's, you know, sad's happening or yeah. whatever. We just catch up with each other and then we record. So that's been fun to do, you know, as well. Because we would do it usually every other two, like... Before this podcast, I'd call you every couple weeks. Probably every week, yeah. yeah. Every two but uh, this has like been uh, just really good to just keep in touch and do that and uh, have something that can people can say like, oh, that's unimportant. It's just a podcast. But like, it's been important to us. It's been fun. It's been it's, more than that, us. Yeah, yeah no it's no been doubt. way more than that, and it's no fun, doubt. and it's been good to have the support of you know our friends and family and wives. And you know, again, my wife couldn't care less about this content, but like she knows I look forward to it, and knows it's important to us, and so she supports that for me as well. But it's been it's been really it's changed. Uh, just uh, also how I look at wrestling again. Like I said, like just looking into storytelling, I appreciate a lot of stuff going on in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty. Like when they had to focus on that because you don't have fans there. Like it's changed the way I look at wrestling. You know, um, honestly, and uh, my opinion of, of some wrestling matches I used to pan has changed because of the great storytelling in them. You know, so I've I've kind of changed my uh, outlook on wrestling a little bit. So that's been been a lot of fun. So, but it's been yeah. something to look forward to. It's gonna be a weird gaping hole in my weekends I now. Know. I'll be able to like catch up on like Star Wars Rebels and like watch. <laughs> like I've had Tenet on DVD, Blu-ray for like three months. And I haven't watched it. Like, but like that'll be fun. But like I'll miss. Yeah, watching Taker stuff, you know. So. I, I was thinking that this week when yeah. I finished up watching Survivor Series, like yeah. the, like the next night, I was like, "Yeah, I'm doing my hands. What, do I, what yeah. do I watch now? Yeah. I, I'm not trying yeah. to burn through eight weeks of SmackDown. Exactly. So, Ooh, yeah. Some of those weeks were some, hard. Some weeks much yeah. harder than others. Especially the Russo era because he wrote so yeah. much in a week. And if he happens to not be on a pay per view, oh gosh, we got to watch like. 16 weeks. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know? uh, so the, the, it had its challenges, no doubt about and it. And the little, um, like kind of like you mentioned, just a little cherry on top was the fans, you guys. Um, I didn't know how much we'd appreciate it. We did. We do this just because we're fans anyway. But like having you guys buy stuff and, and treat us and getting to meet like Jeremy Bagley in person and having Randy on here and yeah, uh, Randy, watch along Tommy, Tommy and St. Ridley. Yeah, St. Ridley. Mike having, and JV. Yeah, just having that... Uh, we all come from different walks of life, and wrestling really, in my opinion, <laughs> one of the only art forms that can bring together everybody. Like we would never know or be friends with those guys, right? Without wrestling, exactly. Specifically, the Undertaker. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, wrestling is an art form. I think I really do think it is. It's entertainment and it's art, and uh, it's it's been the basis of our friendship. Yeah, you know, like and it brings. We have a deeper friendship than that. Yeah, that's what started it. Exactly, it's, it's what keeps us. You know, uh, it's yeah. it's definitely an important part of it. Yeah, yeah. And you can play. You can have a wrestling match in any country on the in any language. Just watch the match. You can see a story being told. You can't do that with movies necessarily without oh, yeah. subtitles yeah, right. or music. I can't listen to a music in Mongolian and know what's going on. <laughs> but you could put uh, this match on Mongolian. And they can. You know what I'm saying like wrestling is an art form brings people together. So that's been fun to get to know you guys, hear from you. Uh, some of you that have been there from day one, we appreciate that. And it's just been. I didn't know how fulfilling that was going to be for me because that's just that's just extra credit, man. It's awesome. So, well, let's 
Let's talk about uh, before we wrap things up here. I think a lot of people have been waiting for this, yeah, wanting to hear this. We'll do Drum some final thank yous uh, in a little while uh, and talk about some of those fans. But you've all been wondering. You've all been voting for the top 20 Undertaker matches of all time. And now all will be revealed. So Travis and I, we're going to go back and forth like we have. we do fans first or ours first? I think we do ours first. All right. And then That's we'll fun. let the fans have the final vote all and right. the final say. Uh, but what we've done in the past, I say one, you say one, I say one, you say one, and we kind of go back and cheap. forth, uh, so we can keep that going. All right. Uh, you got another soda? Yeah, man. I, mean, I need to parch, man. Talking, talking so much. Talking taker. Uh, obviously, another thing, you know, we, yeah, that's good. We, uh, started this, the first few episodes were 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. It was a big deal when we went over an hour Ooh, yeah. for the first time. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so that's a, a funny way. I never, I honestly did not expect us to have an episode that was over three hours at one point. I, yeah. I'm sorry uh, in some ways <laughs> that we did that. Uh, and, and this one's going to be over two. <laughs> it looks like yeah, it, it might that's be. all right. I'm fine with it now. But uh, well, it's the last hurrah. You know, Zack Snyder's last Justice League's coming out a couple weeks. Four hours long. Can't wait! This might be the four hours. I'm just kidding. But I'm saying, when I mean, it's your last thing, you're wrapping it up, you get all the real estate you need. So, yeah. So, we're going to go back and forth. And then, I'll just say, for both of us, like you mentioned earlier, this was very difficult. I thought, there was set, like, Ad- I'm not going to lie. Top, mm, top four. Top one, for me, duh. Like, for me, personally. Top one and two were easy for me, but everything else, like top five-ish, I was like, okay. And then after that, it was like, I don't know, and I went back and forth. I initially just put a bunch down, and then I had to go back. And like you said, just even hour, an hour and a half before we started recording this, I was over there editing mine, and um, I didn't want recency bias to, to come into play with some of the ones we've covered recently. Yeah. I didn't want... Old bias, like making sure like ones that uh, have been too long ago that I didn't have them in my head. And I did not go back and watch any um, because I didn't want that to affect my thing. I know this doesn't matter in the grand scheme of life, but to us it matters. It very very much matters because this is it. This is our top 20 of this whole entire 30 year, boiling down 30 years into 20 pay-per-view matches was tough and a big challenge. And again, I have not seen Alex's. He has not seen mine. So we're going to go back and forth here. I will say, as far as my qualifications, I at first I just spit out matches that came to mind uh, for me for top matches, and I came up with like 20, 21 or 22 just without even trying. Um, and then I just kind of off the top of my head made a list and ranked them. My top two I, I went back and forth on like until a couple days ago, and I actually I did rewatch my top two to solidify my to. opinion because uh, one of them was from a bit longer ago, uh, and I wanted to really see how they lived up in my memory against each other because I had a hard time. Uh, and then I looked at my rankings for the other three times we did this. And, That's where and, I started. And made yeah. sure I wasn't like misremembering some yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And then again, yeah, you had to take into account the stuff we had not ranked, which you know, those are gonna. There's gonna be a few of those. Yeah. We haven't <laughs> we haven't ranked the Triple H matches Mm-mm. before. We haven't ranked the Boneyard match before. Um, so where do those gonna fit in? Exactly. Because they, I mean, they're gonna be in here. You know, spoiler alert. Uh, and 
dude, I, since we didn't do this current era, this last outlier era, I don't think this match is going to be on your list. So I, I want to give an honorable mention. If we were to do rank those, that Cena Undertaker at WrestleMania 34 is such a fun five minute match. Mm-hmm. It's perfect for what it is. Yep. I. At one point, I was thinking that could be in my top 20 because of how I thought about this it. is such a great squash. Uh, and it's such a fun story storyline. Yeah, I thought about um, it. And that factored into my decisions, too. Storylines kind of did. Oh, yeah. Like it was, <clears throat> some of these are just the match, but then some of them, they're influenced because of how great the story going into it was. So, yep. I don't know, man. Uh, you want to go? Yeah, I'll go first, first or last. I'll you go first. Rock, paper, scissors? Paint first or last. Okay. Um, and one thing, too, I started with my other top ten wins and just kind of went for the top five or six of each one and put them yeah. on a list because that was easy. And then I had to go with the top ones now and then just decide where they fall in line. But I didn't want to do this, but I didn't want to go back on my word. But my word had changed about uh, my opinion of, of one of these or matches. It, it flipped. Mm. Um, and okay. so... Uh, they're both on here, but okay. they've changed direction. Uh, they changed All position right. from my original one. So I didn't mean to do that, but I was like, I actually, I did. I had to. But anyway, so you I'll can start. Look on our Instagram at Talking Taker. It has, if you scroll through our Instagram, it has both of our top tens every time we've done it. Yeah. If you want to remind yourselves of Straighten all my tie of here. Okay. I should touch this whole thing. Yeah. No, you're good. Okay. Not, all right. So my number twenty. Is Number 20. Episode 89, Vengeance 2002, Taker Angle Rock, WWE title. Up to that point, yeah. the greatest triple threat match I'd ever seen. Um, up to that point. so Absolutely. Awesome, awesome match. Great choice to start it off with there. Sort of a hidden gem. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people sleep on that. Uh, my number twenty uh, was I didn't I didn't do episode numbers so uh, you, you beat me on that one uh, more uh, more homework good job by you but uh, <laughs> this is one that snuck in there for me today uh, as I was looking over things. oh cool because I kept thinking about it it was kind of my last one out this whole time and then the fact that I just I, it's so it's mm, it's to me it had to be in there uh, number twenty. Versus Edge One Night Stand 2008. So that is the TLC match with Edge. Dude, it's so, so good. different. You mm-hmm. know, it's something 20 years before that, you never would have thought Undertaker would be in a match like that. Yep. Uh, and yet, there he is, man. And, and he can do that. Yep. He lived up to his side of that bargain. Um, and it's, again, part of an incredible storyline. Oh, yeah. Well, spoiler, that's coming up later on. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. I think it's funny that, yeah, anyway, all right. Number 19 for me, episode 71, WrestleMania X7, Taker vs. Triple H. Ooh, okay. Got okay. that one on there. I really just, I put myself back in that timeline. Yes. And remember how much I loved it, you know. Um, and, yeah, I think that's, that's that mania is fantastic. And that's a great, is great, great match on that great card, so. That one is not on my list. Oh, all right. Uh, I don't have X7. I don't have 17 on so there. So both H. of mine... Oh, well, never mind. That one's not on your list. Well, uh, my <laughs> number 19 is, is Rock and Kurt Angle. Oh, okay. So too. There you so go. You were both there in the low right. 20s on that one. Yeah, you're right. It's one of the best triple threats you will ever mm-hmm. see to this day. Oh, yeah. You, you could right. put that match on an NXT TakeOver, yeah. and it wouldn't miss a beat. Yeah. But uh, that Triple H match, and it's good, but uh, to me... You know, it's so surpassed by their other matches, sure. and it didn't quite. It almost wasn't quite as good as I remember it. Uh huh. Okay. And I, I don't. 
it's still great. I'd still give it like three and a half, four stars. But uh, you know, before we're doing top thirty, I probably oh, put yeah. on there. But it didn't didn't make my top twenty cut. But interesting. Well, number eighteen, episode eighty four, WrestleMania X eight, Taker versus Flair. Mm, mm. So just Flair's redemption story. Just know, the yeah. the number, the whole counting ten, like just. Ah, it's just great, man. And the, yeah. the spine buster from Arn, talking about moments and matches, golly, <laughs> yes. man. And just, that match is incredible to me. Dude, uh, you know, kind of resurrected Rick Flair's career and his confidence and everything. Exactly. Uh, very special match. Awesome. Excellent choice. Uh, I went from, just a couple months before that, uh, I went with Undertaker versus... Rob Van Dam. That was Vengeance yeah. 2001. Man, so I think good. Rob Van Dam is one of Undertaker's most underrated yeah. opponents. Like, honestly, they had a couple matches on TV that I think are even Surpassed better this than one. this pay-per-view yep. match. Uh, but I, this one, again, I have a lot of variety on mm-hmm. my list. I, I, uh, you know... And that's what's so cool about Undertaker. He could do a TLC match. He could yeah. do a hardcore match. He could have a straight-up technical wrestling clinic, yep. which we're going to have a few of those. Yeah. He could have spectacles of storytelling. Um, he could have cinematic matches. That's like, again, uh, something when you think of Undertaker as a one-dimensional character or one-dimensional guy in the ring. You're absolutely wrong. not, no. man. Exactly. No, I. that one was... On the initial list and got bumped off. Yeah. I love that. Match, I think I like that one a little more yeah. than you did. That I remember was, talking about it. But it is great. That yeah. one was on my initial 20. So, um, All right. So number 17 for me is one that might come in a little low for a lot of people. But this is uh, episode 47, King of the Ring 98, Ma- Taker Mankind Hell in a Cell. Mm. That is, um, again, we, we did a watch along. It's not much of a match. It's a few <laughs> big bumps, big spots. And I think my the reason I have it so low again, you cannot talk about Taker's history and not talk about that match. I mean, it's right. iconic. Yes, the call from Jr. Yes, all of that, everything that happened. But as far as just what was the story going into that match? Exactly. Hard to say. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of a mess. Exactly. There really was. It was just like they weren't doing anything at King of the Ring, so they were mm-hmm. in there together. And it was like so. Anyway. Um, the story of that match became the story of mankind and how he can come back from this stuff. And so, anyway, it just, if there had been more storyline, I just don't hold that one as high regard as most people mm-hmm. do. Um, because when you watch it, it's a glorified squash match, you know? Yeah, man. I- but again, uh, kudos to both those men for pulling it off. Taker's got a broken ankle. Mick Foley almost dies, comes back later in the night to interfere in the main event. Like, I'm not downplaying it. I'm just saying it's. I don't hold it as high regard as a lot of people do. So As far as spectacle and, and moments in Undertaker's career, top five, top three, maybe number one. Sure. Not on my list. And it wasn't on my top ten for that era. I think that was a little controversial, and we talked about that on that episode. Like, you're right. It's got two iconic moments in wrestling history but then when you try to look at it as a match woo, like mankind is concussed and can barely walk and Undertaker's hurt and it's just like there's like 15 minutes after those crazy spots yeah. uh, so to me if I'm just talking matches I can't rank it up there uh, 17 for me this is probably going to be a little bit low uh, for a lot of people but I've got Batista at WrestleMania 23. Uh, and I have another Batista match on here. 
uh, and it's probably ranked a little bit higher for sentimental reasons, yeah, which too. you know I can't. I try to take it out of it, me but too. but he, but watching it back, man, I I think it's a coin flip, man, for uh, for great Batista matches. But I mean, again, this one was unexpected. Like you, you didn't think they would have the barn burner that they had, but they stole the show on that night, or mm. came close. You yeah, because Cena and, and HBK they had a great one too. Uh, but they were upset about not going on last, uh-huh. and they went on and proved that they deserved it, mm-hmm. man. Uh, and they so, got to the next week or next fantastic month. Fantastic yeah. match, and Great it really match. holds up. It does, and Batista's, I think Batista's best opponent, yeah, if, by far. So, well, that moves us up to 16. My episode 16 is a recent one, episode 183, Extreme Rules 2019, Ooh. Taker, Roman vs. Shane, and, yeah. and McIntyre. Now, is this the one that you kind of bumped back? This is one I had a little higher, and okay. I had to make sure I took him down a notch. Because I was like, that is so good. And I think it was just because it was it came up to such crap, 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 crap. Yeah. Boom, we got this. So I had to make sure I wasn't just living <laughs> off of recency bias and yeah. jumping him up there. So, yeah. But I knew it had to be on my top 20, man. Like, it's just... It's good. I think it's because of how much I just love Roman and Drew as well, too. Like, I know they get... Or Roman gets a lot of hate, but... I really, those guys are the future of the business, and Taker knows it, and he is in that match with them, and I just, I love the the story of the match. It's a one-off, but it is what it is, so yeah, that's my number 16. Dude, uh, that was my number 20 that got bumped. Oh, One night stand. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it would be on yours for sure. It it was close, man, and and sort of the same process of... Man, did I like that just because it was it was new and different and right. because, yeah, because it came after such hot garbage <laughs> yeah. before that. And, uh, you know, again, if I sat here for a few more days and, and thought about it, I might change my mind again. But uh, I feel like the one-night stand that I replaced it with is just a little bit more iconic to me as far as memories. But I have no problem with that being on there. Like I said, it was, it was my last one out. So it's my number 21 okay, uh, if we were go. to do that. Because uh, it is really, really good. deserves to be up there. Uh, number 16 for me. Again, some people might call this sentimental bias. But uh, again, you know, when we rewatched them, man, I, I felt like this this held up as much as it did from being there live. But 16 is Triple H at Mania 27 in Atlanta. So I didn't put 17 on the list, but I put 27. I think it gets overshadowed by 28. Yeah. And it should. 28 is going to be higher up for me. Yeah. Mania 28. But uh, May 27 is still great. great. It is the bright spot on a bad night for WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, but these guys kill it. And uh, it's so cool that it's part of this four-year... Four, yeah. You know, if you want to add in more, it's even longer than that. But really, four years at WrestleMania all in a row. Oh, yeah. That's such an incredible story. And, uh, yeah, so that's uh, my number 16. Love it. Love it. It's coming up for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 15 for me, episode 39, the SummerSlam 97, Taker versus Bret Hart for the WWF <laughs> title. Love it. Love that match. Love the ending. Uh, I remember at the time mentioning that's one of my that's one of the best storytelling ending to matches I've ever yes, seen. And Pat Patterson written all over it. And just, I can't. Take the feeling I got watching it again, yeah. and this and that, that ending and the storytelling and how it played into the greater overarching story of Sean and Brett and how integral Taker was in that whole thing. Yeah, that match just blows me away, and I love it. And both those guys are Mr. SummerSlam to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one was a tough one for me. 
uh, to not have on here. Uh, I've got a different. It's not on. I have Bret Hart on here. Uh, I I chose a different match. I have a different SummerSlam match at number 15. Cool. And it is 11 years later at SummerSlam 2008 against Edge at Hell in a Cell 2008. Again, a a spectacle. It is the culmination of one of my top three storylines mm-hmm. of the Undertaker's career. Yeah. The Edge storyline. So, so good. A lot of it I hadn't seen before until we did this yeah. podcast. I wasn't watch. as actively watching back that time. But it holds up. Edge's performance holds up. And this is this is the finale. This is the comeuppance for mm-hmm. Edge after his um, year of tormenting the Undertaker. And it is the perfect comeuppance for this perfect heel yeah. as he choke slams him straight to hell yeah. at the end. It's over the top, but it's it, it's perfect, man. It, it's yeah. uh, it's the babyface putting away the heel. It's it, a lot like the boneyard match. And it was Batman versus Joker. It was we thought you see you thought we were done with Batman preference, but we weren't. We're never. This done. was the Batman versus Joker match that we needed. You know, because Edge was out of his mind. He was maniacal. He was mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. acting like the Joker here, and it was fantastic. So, yeah, that's a great match. So. We'll get to that later for me, too. So, episode, I mean, excuse me, number 14 for me. Episode 139, we've already covered it for you. One Night Stand 2008, Take Your okay. Edge, TLC, Heavy oh, yeah, Metal. A little, so, little bit higher for me. I just, uh, it's part of the overlong story. Like, we just covered Hell in a Cell, but like, I love this match, man. Like I said, it just surprised me and blew me away, and it holds up. Absolutely, man. Great choice. Uh, I, my number 14, uh, I, my Bret Hart match that made my list. You could put a lot of them. Well, it's one of Undertaker's first, like, really, really, really good series of matches he had with him. I chose the little bit slept on, often forgotten one night only match from 1997. So it's a couple, uh, a month or two later after that SummerSlam match. Yeah. Uh, and Great. maybe if I went back and rewatched them, I might change my mind. And it doesn't have as much importance storyline wise. Um, and the finish, it's a DQ finish, so it's, it's, uh, I think that's the only weak spot of that match is, is the finish to it, but to me, that was like, it, it, it played in elements of all of their matches yeah. from the past, I remember us watching that, and I just remember being really blown away, I'd never oh, yeah. seen that match before until we did it, and it's just a, a, a real great chemistry between those guys, yeah. so, um, SummerSlam match, match is, is just, a, you know, Pretty much equal in my eyes, but that was uh, to me that one just stood out a little bit more. Yeah, and uh, didn't our last episode we had to do that one twice, right? I can't remember that, which that one. one. That was one of those so. British episodes. But anyway, yeah. anyway, but yeah, that's a great match, man. <laughs> great match. And um, to my number thirteen, lucky number thirteen here is episode thirty-two in your house, final four: Taker, Vader, oh. Austin, Bret Hart, oh. WWF title. Oh. Still one of my favorite final four ways ever. Never a dull moment. Constant action. Constant movement. Just everything played in together, and it was just a great storyline to be told, too. Like, coming out of the Rumble and going into Mania. It was just awesome. And those four, I mean, three, two of those guys, three of those guys are in the Hall of Fame already, and one's going to be, you know. And, uh, he deserves to be. And he deserves, and he will be. And, but, um, you know, it just, it's, uh, it's great, man. I just love that match. We just really put it on pedestal back when we launched it. So. Yeah, I mean, it's still, to my opinion, the best fatal four-way to this day that yeah. WWE has ever done. Uh, my number 13 is Mankind at King of the Ring 1996. Ooh. So this is the first meeting yeah. between 
Undertaker and Mankind and the beginning of their rivalry. And Undertaker puts Mankind on the map. He does. Obviously, makes him a legend in the Hell in a Cell match. Makes him famous. Yeah. Uh, but he established him here in in 96, yep. too. He and did. Put him over... Uh, put him over as a newcomer, mm-hmm. first first match in the company, uh, our first major match in the company, and it's a it's a all out brawl. It's a it's a it's wild. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I went between that and the buried alive match, but this one I like just a little bit mm-hmm. more. Uh, so that's my mankind representation on here. There you go. Well, spoiler: alert, I have no more mankind on here, but I respect that. That's a good one. So. Um, my number 12, episode 140, the SummerSlam 2008, Taker Edge, Hell in a Cell. We've mm-hmm. already covered it on yours, but again, I just think that's Batman. a culmination of a great storyline. Batman, Joker, perfect. I won't talk much more about it, but I put it up a little bit higher because that's just one of I, I love Edge, love that storyline. It was going on on SmackDown while uh, Jericho and Sean was on Raw, oh, right. and they were just, they just both killing, both killing it, man. Mm-hmm. Just great. So can't say anything better about it. My number 12, Batista. Backlash 07, Last Man Standing. So good. So good. Again, we were there live yeah. for it. But taking that out of it, watching it back, I, I if you told me you liked WrestleMania 23 a little bit more, okay. I'm yeah. not going to argue with that. I just thought this one, even the last five or ten minutes of it, boosted up even oh, yeah. more. Some great near falls. Uh, and you know the finish with the draw, with them both going off the stage. <sighs> Perfect. It's just a great rivalry, and they go on to have a lot more matches after this, but to me, this is the peak of their one. rivalry, um, and I have a special spot in my heart for that one. Yeah, so good, man. Can't agree more. So, my number 11, episode 92, No Mercy 2002, Taker, Lesnar, Hell in a Cell. Ooh, okay. Love. Okay, yeah. Just when I think of when I think of Taker and Lesnar, I think of this match. Yes. This is the match I think of when I think of their rivalry. You know, just uh, bloody Brock up on there. On the top of the cell when he's done, just in the way that Taker put him over, it is just awesome. Taker. Bloody Taker just spewing everywhere. Bloody Heyman. Bloody Heyman. Ha- yeah, exactly. It's just this is this is Taker Lesnar to me. All their stuff in twenty fourteen and fifteen was good, but this is when you, if you ask me to put one Taker Lesnar match, this is it for me. That's well, the best I really match like I this had. match. Yeah. Number eleven. Uh, I know this one's going to be high on your list, so uh, I won't say too much about it, but I'm just having a feeling. Uh, number 11 for me, WrestleMania 29 against CM Punk. Uh, another match that had not been ranked by us yet, uh, but dude, I I remember being good. I don't remember it being as good as it was, but it really surprised me by how good it was, uh, especially knowing... Taker's condition yeah. going into it needed uh, you know and, and against a guy he hadn't had experience with you know yeah. he'd been with Triple H and Shawn Michaels the past few years before this but man they uh, they killed it and man. because before that with Punk, match. his matches before that with Punk were basically were, squashes yeah, he just taken, Punk wasn't on that level yet so yeah respect that man it's great stuff well, my number 10 is entering the top 10 now is uh, episode 128, Backlash 2007, The Last Man Standing with Batista. Okay. So, yeah, same reasons. We were there. I love it. It's fantastic. It's my number 10 of the top 10 matches, in my opinion. So, My number 10, uh, you've already said, WrestleMania 18, Undertaker and Ric Flair. Oh, wow. You got that yeah. higher, man. I, I, okay. Again, I, the moments, the, all the stuff you talked about, man, that just it puts a little bit higher for me. Sure. Uh, that is uh, not my number one biker taker match, uh, but it is it's close uh, as far as that goes. 
uh, and it just you know showed a new level of Undertaker and and uh, I love that you get to have that moment with Ric Flair. Oh yeah, and Flair talks about how special it was. Um, just a very 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 memorable match. No doubt, man. Well, number nine for me is episode 135, WrestleMania 24, Taker and Edge, World Heavyweight Title. So I got three Edge matches on here in top 20. And this one, <laughs> yeah, I did while too. the the end of the story was selling to sell and part of the story is TLC, the beginning of it was this and just being such a fan of Edge as I was and Taker as I, as I am and just them main eventing and just knowing the story behind it and, and, and the way it starts off this great feud. Um, I love this match. It's top. It's number nine for me. Yeah. I mean, it's it's coming up for me. <laughs> Uh, number nine for me, you already talked about it. Fatal, excuse me, Final Four in your house, 97, Bret Hart, Stone Cold, and Vader. And I actually, I wasn't sure if I was even going to include this one because, Whoa. you know, I, I, we loved it. But Undertaker, I think he gets eliminated second. Yeah. Uh, or, no, maybe. I, I don't remember. But he's, you know, it's not, not a singles match, you know? And I was like, you know, is it. Does it is it fully count as an entertainment match? You know, we're not counting Royal Rumbles. I don't have any Survivor Series matches in here. Like, does this go in there? But it's just like, is it is it a great Undertaker match or just a great match? And I finally was just like, I just love this match, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so good. It's so good, dude. And, and he's in it, so it's my number nine. There you go, man. He's just a great part of why it's great. Oh, yeah. Well, my number eight, episode 162, WrestleMania 27, Taker Triple H. I, Ooh, I have it uh, real high yeah. because I... And this is the one, so... Spoiler alert, Hell in a Cell is coming out later with him. But, like, this is the one. So, initially, I had ranked this higher than the Hell in a Cell when we did it mm. back in the day. Okay. But then, after listening to, like, you and St. Ridley talk about it, and then me and you talk about it, and doing our talk, like, and then just going back and, and taking myself right. out of being there and thinking about the overarching storyline that was being told, I this is my one where I took it and put it I reneged on myself. So yes, yeah, so this is my number eight. Take her Triple H. I just I love this match, man. I love it it's so. Dude, good. I do too. Uh, so my number eight is Triple H Hell in a Cell WrestleMania twenty eight. Oh, wow. That's wow. my number eight uh, for me. Um, I already talked about Mania twenty seven. Uh, this one is the culmination of that story. I think I said when we did the episode, it's the most uh, Triple H match yeah. of all time, you know, with all of the acting and performances, yep. all the stuff you see in NXT these days with uh, your Gargano and Ciampa and Adam mm. Cole and all that stuff. He's kind of passed that on to them. But the drama, I mean, they earn it, man. These guys with their, their legacy, their history yep. together, they absolutely earn it. Uh, the moment of them on the stage afterward, it's yep. also perfect. It's great. Uh, and it's, I think it's gotten better with time. I yeah. We oh, said yeah. That too. Like, oh, yeah. When you watch the Last Ride documentary, when you hear them talk about it, it adds to the match even more. So yeah. it was hard for me to not put that one higher, but uh, just kind of, that's that's where it ended up. Yeah, I'm hard. surprised. Um, that's, <laughs> at least it's on there. You know? That's in top I get 10, it. you know? Yeah. Well, number seven for me is episode 116, No Way Out 2006, Taker Angle WWE title. Just, I mean, yeah, I'll save it. Is it coming up? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, Let's, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. That's number seven for me. So uh, Number seven for me, you already talked about it, WrestleMania 24 against Edge. Mm. That was my highest ranking match of, the, uh, of their matches. It is the best pure yes. wrestling yes. match uh, of theirs, so that's why I ended up putting it number, you know, number one out of their yep. matches, but number seven all time. Yep. Again, it just 
main event of that WrestleMania. Undertaker wins the title. You know, they're trading submissions. This one is really getting the Hell's Gate yeah. over. Yeah, dude. And it's the rare match that, like, uh, it, you know, that's like the, they have this banger and it starts the rivalry. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. they still, they carry that on for months after that. And a yeah. lot of times it's, you know, uh, diminishing returns, but not with this one, man. Every time they went out there, it was yep. great. All of their matches got votes in the fans' top 20. Perfect. Votes, I love man, that. Because they're all really good and unique. That's good. We're on number six now, right? Yeah, so my number six, episode 164, WrestleMania 29, Take Over CM Punk. Yeah, I just... Yeah. Uh, this is peak of my CM Punk fandom. Well, maybe 2011 and 12, but this is where, I, you know, these guys had a point to prove Punk was... Uh, the writing's on the wall. He wasn't going to be in the main event because of Rock and Cena again, and they had a point to prove. And the next best thing from the title match and the main event is the Taker match, and they went out there yeah. and they proved it. And unfortunately, the Paul Bear thing, he died. But like it played in the story. It almost made it better. Punk had the gray and purple tights on. Had the uh, living color. Living color was out there. Taker's entrance with the hands reaching oh, out. Just one, all yeah. of it, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. and just. They went over in time, but they didn't care. I just and I, this was at WrestleMania. We had, my wife had ordered for me for my birthday that year, and it kept going in. I, I just I love this match, and it, uh, I had it a little bit lower, and I kept bumping it up because you know, I, I just really do hold this match in high regard, man. I it's I knew you would. I knew it would be up there for you, and I do too. I mean, it's my number eleven, but I knew you'd have it a little bit higher. Yeah. But it's still, I mean, it's great. Uh, number six for me. This is when I don't know. This might get uh, controversial to people. Number six, WrestleMania 26, Shawn Michaels. So the second Shawn Michaels match, the retirement Shawn Michaels match. I mean, there are, uh, it's probably like 60-40 we got from fans as far as uh, which match you like better, 26 or 25. For me, it's 25. But, but I mean, this one, what more can you say about it? Yeah. It's, it's again, it's different than 25, mm-hmm. which is so good. They didn't just repeat it. They told a different story. Uh, it's, it's you know, the best thread of Undertaker's career is these Shawn Michaels Triple H matches. Yep. And, I mean, this one is, it's iconic. They, they it went is. out, stole the show one year, just went out and did it again the next year. Exactly. And you that one's, you know... That's a top ten match, no matter what, no matter who you, you are. You can't you look have. at Taker's career and say that. So, yeah. Well, then you're in the top five now, man. My top five, my number five, episode one eight six, WrestleMania thirty six, Taker AJ Styles Boneyard match. I mean, that one, I had a lot lower, and I had to just remember. And after we recorded our episode the other day, and then I just listening back to it, and I was like, no, the more we talked about, it, like, no, that's a fantastic match to end on and so that's number five for me and uh if it's higher for you i don't i that could be three or four or five for me like the three four and five were tough for me so that could be three four five so anyway. number five versus aj styles in the boneyard oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah everything you just said did yeah. it man it, it is the it's the perfect ending man it's it's legendary it's different, which is what The Undertaker is. It's almost, it's more fitting for him to have that sort of ending. Uh, and it's so, it's so well done. We've seen, it's, you'd think a cinematic match would be easier in a lot of ways. And yet, none of them have lived up nope. to this one. Um, and that's why it's so good. Yeah. Uh, and it's only going to get better yeah. with time, I yep. feel like. It's great, man. Well, number four. Uh, episode 163, WrestleMania 28, Taker, Triple H, Hell in the Cell, end oh, of an era. Yeah. So, yeah. 
again, I, that's when I flipped with 27. And okay. it just, I, the more I think about the story aspect, and, and honestly, it's the story of Shawn Michaels, those four matches. That is, yeah. It's that's what so, Ridley talked about. The more I yeah. think about that, the more he's I'm the like, yeah, character. that's he's the main character in that, in that four-act play. And uh, it's just, I really come around on that match because it was overrated for me a long time ago, and mm. now I've, it's not top four. Yeah. You know? So I've come a long way for that one. I think it has gotten better with time. Number four for me uh, was my number one match of the Biker Taker era originally. Brock Lesnar, Hell in a Cell, No Mercy 2002. It is just brutal, intense. It is two manly men throwing hands, throwing soup bombs. Just with going at cast, it. bloody. Yeah, the cast. Beating the mess. It's the last great Hell in a Cell match, in my opinion. There's been some very good ones. Uh, Taker and Brock had another good one yeah. uh, a few years later. They but pulled man, the, the floor mat up and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah and I, I know there's been other good ones, but to me, this is the last five-star great Hell in a Cell match. So good. And uh, it made Brock Lesnar, you mm-hmm. know, uh, in my opinion. You know, really yep. established him uh, as as the next big thing. Uh, and he owned Taker that fall. It's whole, it holds yeah. up, dude. It, it does. so great. Watching it back. I, that's respectable to be that high. I love that, man. It's great. <laughs> We're in top three now? Top three. All right, well, number three for me, episode 157, WrestleMania 26, Taker HBK Street Career. Okay. That's number three. Number that was three. hard to put that high, honestly, um, but just the way things fell out, that, that was good. So, yeah, I do. I love this match. Like you said, it's uh, the sequel to the one the year before, and when we rewatched it this year going over it, like I kind of fell in love with it more, and mm-hmm. I just thought about it as the whole Russia story. I love it, man. It's good. So, great stuff. I like it, and that's number three for me. Number three for me was No Way Out, 2006. Undertaker yes. versus Kurt Angle. It does not have the emotional storyline weight of so many of these other ones that we've talked about. But for me, it's it's like the exception in there because, oh, I mean, the submissions, the exchange and holds, the near falls, yeah. dude. I was just on the edge Good. of my seat so much watching this match the crowd is great for it i mean it's the wrestling machine kurt angle it's the best pure wrestling undertaker we've ever seen uh i mean yeah it's so good to me and um like i said it's it's the only exception as far as like you know the storyline weight being there because i don't even remember what the storyline was going into it they don't have that iconic rivalry no in ring Man, it is... Clinic. It's top three. It, yep. it had to be there for me. I don't me. blame you. That one, I had a hard time dropping it down to number seven, honestly. But, uh, in fact, I just heard Angle talk about it on his own podcast that he has. He, everybody has one. He talked about how uh, that was his... That's his best match. Like, mm-hmm. And then the one... He was talking about the one with him and Sean. Uh, at, what was that? The year before? Uh, uh, to the 20... Or 20... 21. Yeah, yeah. so, so the year before. that yeah. was his best match up to that like that one and this one would take her and then he yeah. says one more those are three like best matches that he holds in that regard so anyway yeah respectable so we got number two now so if you're paying attention <laughs> we both have two matches that you're probably wondering where these two are and uh, let's see if we match up or see if we, we match up number two for me is what some people would call the greatest match of all time uh, the greatest Wrestlemania match of all time Episode 147, WrestleMania 25, Sean versus Taker. That is my number two. Mm-hmm. 
Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Which means our number one is Undertaker versus Heidenreich. Yeah. <laughs> Undertaker versus uh, Shawn Michaels. Bad Blood in your house. Ninety-seven. I I'm shocked. Um, I, I thought did not think I thought you would put two, my. I thought you put Taker and Shawn. I uh, thought you would put that no. <laughs> That's funny, man. Why did you rank those the way that you did? When I even before this podcast, when I thought about what's my favorite Undertaker, what's my favorite Undertaker match, it's always been Hell in a Cell. Mm. Always been Hell in a Cell, Sean. What's my favorite Shawn Michaels match? Not necessarily this, but my favorite Undertaker match before I did this was always this match. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, I believe, you know, this is when I re came into becoming a fan. It was like ninety six, ninety seven, yeah. and I remember. Yeah. I don't know if I rented this tape or if I got it from you and tape I remember taping this match onto a compilation tape and I was just it's the first one the story of how they get the cameraman knocked down to open the cell to get out throwing Sean like a dart into it throwing him up again just the bump off the top or the side which at the time was the biggest bump then like you know it would be surpassed the year later with with Foley but like the storytelling of Kane coming in and costing Taker the match, sizing him up, like it has everything sports entertainment and wrestling to me. And I just this is this was my number one with a ball. Like it was it. It was no question. Wow. Like this was number one for me. Number two was gonna be Sean and Taker wow. Wrestling Twenty Five. It was no question. These I were had there. a lot more difficulty. Like I said, I watched both these back this week, uh, to get my feelings in order. Um, but Bad Blood was my number one to begin with. But okay. I just felt like, how can I say that? How can I say that when WrestleMania 25 I know, is I know. like the greatest match of all time? Uh, and again, like, I'm not going to sit here and say it's definitive. Uh, again, you ask me on a different day of the week, I might change my mind. Uh, and it is, like, there's nothing bad you can say about WrestleMania 25. No. There's no, like, flaw in it that I put... Bad blood over. It's just feeling. It's just it's, gut. Yeah. I'm just going with my like heart and my yep. reaction to those watching them the first time. But I mean, WrestleMania 25, uh, dude, the last 10, 15 minutes of it, once once Dante does the dive yeah. and then gets into the <laughs> ring, dies. then you got your near falls. You got yeah. the shocked face so mm-hmm. when, when Sean kicks out and all the other kickouts. I mean, Every time it's you an watch emotional it, you're still on it. It is a roller coaster, um, but all, all the same reasons, man. Uh, for for putting bad blood first, it is. Uh, it's it's the most fun gimmicky parts of pro wrestling, yes. which is why some people would put it lower. Right, but for me, and obviously for you, yep. that's why I put it higher because it's peak attitude era man all the cameraman stuff Shawn michaels as just the the most annoying heel mm-hmm. very much like yes. aj styles in the boneyard match in a lot of ways and he's getting his comeuppance you know this is sort of a um you know he's taken a tremendous whooping for undertaker in this match yeah. he bleeds like crazy yeah he takes that bump off the cell and something you didn't say man and a reason why it's in there for me is kane yeah like that is part of the match to me. Yeah. And he comes oh, yeah. in. It's Kane's the, debut. It's the ripping the culmination thing. of the summer of Paul Bear. Exactly. And the beginning of this iconic moment. Yep. So the historical importance of this match. To Taker's career. To Taker's career, to Kane's career, to Sean's career. I think this match 
in a lot of ways is like Undertaker's first legendary yep. match. Oh yeah. Like kind of establishes him as a as a legend, you know, and then the next Hell in a Cell goes on to do that and you know everything else afterward. And but uh to me that historical importance if I if you told me I've got uh you know one one day left to live and I only have one Undertaker match, I got time to watch. That's the one I want to watch. That's the one I'm watching because too. I'm having the most fun watching that, uh, and I think that's kind of what drove me to put it number one. And if you look at, if I think about it too, if, if like if my wife said after this, "Hey, show me one Undertaker match," mm-hmm. that's the one I'm going to show, or somebody else just say, "Show me one." I'm going to show because it got all the other stuff too. But that, that's my favorite Hell in the Cell. We talked about it last week. It's hard. It's weird that the first Boneyard match, the first cinematic match, was the best in WWE. In my opinion, the first Hell in the Cell was the best, yeah. too. And Taker's involved in both those. He, he sets is. the precedent really... He sets, he sets the bar really high. It's precedent for all the other ones to come. And, like, to me, other Hell in the Cells have been good, but they haven't been as good as this. And that's why I just... To me, there was no question when we started this. This is my favorite Taker match wow. of all time. Yeah. And, it's, and if you just had to pick one match out of the Attitude Era from WWF, to, I'm, I'm going to pick this. Take one match, I'm going to pick it. And, it's perfect. Yeah, it's great. And those are the two best... Two of the best guys ever. My top five. <laughs> I had Taker, Sean. It was in the top three, three and, then, top and then Taker, Sean, and Triple Triple H, the Hell in Cell. And my number five is Taker and the new Sean, AJ Styles. Like it's just, yeah. it's funny how he, he works so much better with those guys. So. You're right. Respectable top twenties for well, both of us. Well, that's ours. Yeah, absolutely. We'll put those lists up on social media so you can uh, double check those, confirm them, uh, see all those again. But let's hear from yours, Creatures of the Night. We asked for your votes. We got the most votes we've ever gotten for any of these uh, top top countdowns that we've done here. So many matches got represented here. Uh, here's my uh, my wife called Serial Killer uh, notes on here. Well, you, uh, you got the ring line in there. But there you the, go. <laughs> the, the, so many matches. Uh, nothing was unanimous, which I was shocked by. Uh, so not even our top two were unanimous in people's votes. Uh, dude, literally almost every Undertaker match got at least one vote. But interestingly, uh, The Undertaker and Kama, not, their matches did not get any votes. The Undertaker and Heidenreich, <laughs> their matches you. did not get Thank any, you, fans. any votes. Although IRS did, Giant Gonzalez did. Those people stopped watching. King Kong Bundy got a vote. <laughs> what? A solitary single vote. Test got a vote. That person's ribbing me. <laughs> uh, no votes for Undertaker and Mark Henry at WrestleMania. Uh, casket match. Although Duh. I think almost every other Mania match got a vote. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. What didn't get a vote? Yeah. Uh, okay. A lot of ties in here just because like of the us? format. Not as nice as ours, <laughs> of course. Ties. Uh, just because of the format uh, of asking people to vote for 20 matches, and a lot of them are going to be the same. So a lot of ties in here, but you'll kind of get a vibe um, of, of how the fans rank things, even though I'm including all these ties. But So tied in 20th place, uh, a couple matches that... Three matches that did not make any of our lists. Brock Lesnar, Hell in a Cell, 2015. Hmm. A lot of people, uh, big fans of that one. And and it was a really fun match. Great match. Uh, One of his better later era matches. 
Bret Hart at Royal Rumble 1996. Great first match. ever match. Uh, yeah. That's the one I thought you were going to have higher Very good match. than the one I had with SummerSlam. Uh, Phantom Opera. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one that was close for me. Uh, HBK at Royal Rumble 98, their casket match at Rumble 98. So uh, those were all tied uh, here at the bottom of the top 20, but very, very good match. Obviously, it's remembered for uh, Sean breaking his back and and Kane setting the casket on fire, but another banger. They never had a bad match. Nope. 19th, uh, another tie here. We have the uh, final four match. So the uh, four-way with Vader and Stone Cold and Bret Hart. And the King of the Ring 96 Mankind match. So uh, that one made my list was yeah. not on not on your list. No. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only Mankind one was okay. the Hell in a Cell. Uh, number, so we'll jump up to 17, another tie. A match that was on uh, your list, but not mine. Bret Hart at SummerSlam 1997. Uh, Heart and Soul. Great match. You're talking about the great finish in there. Yeah. And a match that did not make either of our lists. Randy Orton at WrestleMania 21. People do, man. People love that match. The year of Orton, 2005. Uh, So, if you gave me those two guys in 2019, 2018, they might compete with some of these top five we have. (laughs) Uh, So, we'll jump up to a tie at 15. Uh, Vengeance 02, that triple threat. No doubt. Uh, Those were both kind of uh, around the same place for us. And then Brock Lesnar, No Mercy 02, which I had in my top three. Uh, you had, what, 10? Uh, I think so. Uh, 11. 11. Number 11 okay. for me. A little bit lower for the fans. Uh, 14th, Ric Flair, WrestleMania 18. Uh, I had it in my top 10. You had it. It's 18. 18, mm-hmm. so kind of in the middle of us. And 12th place, another tie. Match that was on your list, but not mine. Triple H at WrestleMania 17. So you had it as your 20th? No, 19th. 19th. Uh, Fans had it at 12th. Oh, wow. And then another match that was not on either of our lists. Rose Destruction. WrestleMania 14. (laughs) I knew that would be on here. It was on the fans vote last time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, I I thought about going back to rewatch it uh, just because it got so many votes and it didn't make either of our top tens. And I get, I mean, again, I think it's the Mm storyline more than anything. Like uh, SummerSlam 98 with Stone Cold ended up getting a lot of votes. Again, I think that's storyline more than anything. But uh, 11th place, Edge at SummerSlam 2008. Uh, The Rated R's Superstar. Uh, classic Hell in a Cell match. Yes. Number 10, Triple H at WrestleMania 27. There you go. Number okay. 10, cracking the top 10. Number 9, Kurt Angle, No Way Out, 2006. Mm. Is that where it was for you? That was my number 7. I mean, number 7, okay. You're number I had 3. Number 3. Number 8, a little bit lower than we had it, but it does crack the top 10, the fans vote. AJ Styles at Boneyard match at Mania 36. I was hoping that the fans would put that in top 10 because I was... The top 10 are all real, real close. Okay, okay. All very close. Uh, Another tie at number 8 with that is our number 1. Wow. Bad Blood in your house, Hell in a Cell, number 8 for the fans. Number 1 for the hosts. Wow. 
Kind of a oh. big shocking difference there. More, more for the good guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's some. That's impressive to me that it's that low. Surprising. For them. Yeah. Uh, number six for the fans. Another tie. Uh, you got Edge at Mania twenty four. Perfect. And uh, another one that the fans have always liked a little bit more than us. Mankind and King of the Ring '98 yeah. LSL, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and we talked about why we don't yeah. rank it quite as high, but again, I get it. why it's that it. high for people. Yeah, number five by itself is Batista at WrestleMania 23. Uh, so yes. our backlash match did not make the fans top ten oh, which, okay. or top twenty. I was not surprised, but yeah, that. I think we liked that a little bit more than the fans. We, yeah, we're there. And here's where it gets interesting, folks. I've got a three-way tie at number two. And then a number one. So you're not like, I don't know if I did this right with ties. I, I tried to just keep it at 20 matches, but some of them are ties, so I don't have like a number three or a number four, but you know, whatever. You get the picture. Yeah. Again, these are the tie, the three matches tied at number two are just one vote below the match that's at number one. Wow. So these are your four that everyone was around at one point in counting the votes. Uh, actually, one of these was real, real close uh, to beating uh, the number one. So our, our top two are tied at number two. Three matches. Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 26. Okay. Triple H, WrestleMania 28. And then this one was number one for a minute. Ended up getting overtaken. CM Punk, WrestleMania 29. Very- it was the closest Throughout the uh, overall tracking of the votes for that, that was not, I was beginning to get worried back it wasn't forth, on there. Back and forth with wow, with, uh, good for number you one, guys. WrestleMania twenty five by yeah. the fans vote. Uh, I'm glad there's love for that match. It was number I love one that match. for you know at times. That's uh, in awesome. The voting man, it just kept going back and forth. There would be some people's list without the Shawn Michaels match that it would have the CM Punk match yeah. on there, and it was. Uh, very surprising to me as I tracked those throughout the week. Wow. So the fans really have a lot of love and respect for Punk. Yeah, good. Great match. Interesting stuff, yeah. man. So number one was... Mania 25. Mania 25. Shawn okay. Michaels, man. So, okay. Yeah. I get it. I get I it. Get Again, it uh, just personally, I, I, I got I got Shawn at yeah. Bad Blood. So thank you guys for voting and for doing that for us. We appreciate it. We want to have you guys a part of this last episode because you've been with us for so long. Yes, we do. And... Uh, I got a list. I know I'm going to miss some people, uh, and uh, that's why I almost didn't want to do this, but I just want to thank our fans and listeners, because when we started this, it was just going to be the two of us talking to each other. We didn't care if anybody listened. Yeah. But that's been the coolest thing, um, to build relationships, even just online with people, Mm -hmm. and to get those comments from people. So... I know I'm going to forget some people. You might remember some people I forgot about. I want to shout out the Godfather, friend of the show. We already talked about him. Uh, Our only guest, really, in the history of the show. He called us to tell... He called Taker Bear, right? called Taker Bear. Yeah, we learned about that. Uh, If I forget your name, or your your Twitter name, or whatever, Facebook name, I'm sorry. Uh, Thomas Rodriguez, even though you hated all our videos... uh, (laughs) We still oh, I like the videos. He hates NXT. For listening. Yeah. Uh, Adam Davies on YouTube. Mark Short on Facebook. Uh, Billy Ustry. Robert Cooler. Clay Daniel. Rachel Strutt. Keegan Dermetra Uh Ben Emerson. Gary Thorpe. 
uh, Dolores Hooper, Dilo Hoop, uh, Zach L, Evan William John, MM Mon Dragon 96, Collecting Dead Man, uh, Ben Dombeck, um, Princeton John has uh, been an awesome listener. I got something from him to read here in just a minute. Uh, Mike Larkin from the Max Wrestling yeah. Podcast, one of our first fans, first person to invite either of us on to the, uh, another podcast. So check out his show. Cavante Smalls back in the day, yeah. Graham Fitzsidell, Michael Vincent, Philip Goad, St. Ridley Santos, uh, who did the WrestleMania quad, quad, quadrilogy, quadrilogy tetralogy, um, Jay Stanley, who's listened to every episode, The Downturn, who has been there so long, Watch Along Tommy, guest on the show, Jeremy Bagley, who pulled our punk card, we love you, brother. Yes, sir. Um... Mike and JV from the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. I'm going to say something else about y'all in just a minute. Randy Turco, our on-the-scene reporter. <laughs> so much. Last episode with us. Has given us so much. We hope to meet you in person one day. I mean, you are you are The Undertaker's number one fan. Yeah. We're the podcasters, but you are the man. And you the have only- been... Man to say take her easy on here besides to end the show with the <laughs> on an official episode. On an official Saint episode. Ridley. Yeah, Saint Ridley we did. Gave him that. You're right. We we'll gave that you was that. That's a bonus show. Uh but uh we love him. Oh yeah. We love our wives. Thank you yeah. to Kate. Thank Thanks, you Jenny. to Jenny and Logan and Carson and Owen. Yeah, my little ones. <laughs> uh, thank you to both of to all of y'all for letting us do this, letting us waste our time doing this and giving uh, giving us this outlet. Uh, we appreciate that. You've never given us a hard time about it. Especially uh, today, they've been gone out of my house for like two I'm and a half worried, hours dog. now. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you see me leaning down, I'm sending text to the wife saying we're still recording. So. <laughs> Thank you to mom and dad, my mom and dad, yeah. for sending us to WrestleMania. For sending us to New York again, yeah. Uh, this time last year to meet the Undertaker. Um, if you uh, if you got a hole in your heart for some podcast like this one, uh, and you speak Spanish, go, go check out the Taker Mania podcast. Uh, you know they said we were an inspiration to them, so uh, wow. uh, I think that that's awesome. Uh, uh, buenos. Buenas noches, guys. Uh, bienvenidos. Uh, thank you to... Or, or, if you want to do a similar journey talking about Bret Hart, go check out the excellently yeah. executed podcast at Bret Hart Pod. Uh, the Bottom Line Cast, Mike and JV, our podcast brothers. Thank you guys for promoting us on your show yeah. every single week. And for coming on our show, for saving our butts a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have the ECW Extreme live cast. So they're going through ECW. So go check them out. They got still got a ways to go. So take our listeners. Go out and listen to them, folks. And you can actually, if you're getting, if you miss us, we'll be on their show in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. Actually, for a 316 <laughs> 316 day. day, we'll be on there doing the, the Austin match. Yeah. Uh, and we love you guys. We we love uh, talking with you guys, and it's been such fun to to get to know and, and get to be with. Yeah. Uh, a few comments. Uh, Michael Vincent on Twitter said, "I am going to miss this podcast. I really love it so much. I have a shirt from you guys. I hope you do another wrestler next. How about Edge's Evolution? Uh, who knows? We'll see. We'll see." 
Uh, St. Ridley Santos said, y'all were my only podcast I kept up with fully for a long while, and I'm going to miss it. Next project, wow. if you have me, I'd love to do another special ep or two, and you'll have my full attention every week. But for now, you've earned a chance to rest and to take her easy. Thank you, buddy. That means a lot. The Downturn said, just want to say congrats on a fan po- fantastic podcast and incredible work over all these years. What is next, guys? Collecting Dead Man said, fantastic podcast about the greatest of all time. You guys are definitely one of my inspirations for my eventual podcast about Undertaker figures. Awesome. Ooh, that could be interesting. Always great insight and information. Going to miss you guys. Don't rest in peace for too long. Bottom line, Rest in Cast said, it's got to be bittersweet. You set out on a journey and you've completed it. Congratulations. I'll miss the Dead Man talk, but I'm looking forward to hearing you guys talk about another epic. After three plus years of talking to your best friend on a weekly basis, it will not stop for long. And Princeton John, man, I, I have not read this yet, but but he said, I uh, wrote a little something. said, to Alex and Travis, Thank you guys for a tremendous podcast focusing on my favorite wrestler of all time. I don't remember exactly when I started wrestling, started watching wrestling, but I was very young. My earliest memory was watching Undertaker and Bret Hart, maybe 95 or 96, but I remember when Taker made his entrance. I would always go behind the TV until the entrance was over, but I would still watch the match because Undertaker got me hooked. All these years later, and I'm still hooked to this day because of Undertaker. My issue is that I never have anyone to talk about it with. I don't really have anyone around me that is a fan I can talk about it with. I tried to get my fiancé into it, but no dice. After hearing from Something to Wrestle With that there was a podcast dedicated to the career of The Undertaker, I checked it out and saw that you guys were actually talking about his career. I started from the first episode, caught myself up. Now today I can say that this is my most favorite podcast as I enjoyed reliving the past and talking about Undertaker's career. I finally can uh, talk to people about wrestling. I know all of us will have great memories of this podcast. Thank you guys so much for everyone for doing this. We appreciate taking hours out of your day to do this podcast, so we appreciate everything you have done. I will be filling my Talking Taker mug with some beer and listening to your podcast once it comes out. So for one last time, thank you and take her easy. And he put a picture with his mug that he won for being on the Thunderdome. That's I believe, right. Uh, wearing his Take Her Easy shirt. Man, we got to get you a new Take Her Easy shirt. Princeton John. <laughs> wearing that, brother. Baby out. Uh, and we love that, man. Yeah, thank we you, man. It means that. a lot. Very, very meaningful. And this is this is all the stuff that's just extra credit. Like Alex and I said earlier, it's just didn't go into this expecting this or 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 feeling entitled to having fans. So we we're no. just excited when we have more than two downloads. Because right. one was mine and one was his. Exactly. So anytime there was three, four, five, four hundred, whatever, two hundred, like it's been. It's uh, that means a lot because you guys care, and some of you may have dropped off over the years because you lost interest after the streak was broken. But a lot of you have picked up over the years, and you've come in late, and you've come in, but you've gone back and listened to old stuff, and we love that, and that's what it's all about. And it's gonna, you know, we we put it all out there for you guys. It's a, we like the idea of this too because it's it's chronological. We try to give you the story each time, put you in the context of this match, and so I hope you appreciate that. And it it is a lot of homework. Especially when you got three kids and stuff like that. It's a lot of homework, and I'm glad you guys mm-hmm. see that and you appreciate it. It means a lot to me and to Alex to um, know that you guys recognize that. Because, again, we didn't ask you to do that. That just means a lot yeah. to us. So. Uh, I just lost my train. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really didn't expect uh, so many. It happened so many times where, like, you know, even a few months ago, some people would say, hey, I'm going through every episode. Yeah. It's like. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot to go through. But that's cool. And, and I hope it lives on 
um, for a while too, because it'll it'll be out there. You know? Yeah, this is one of those things. It's not like you know your weekly Raw or SmackDown recaps. I mean, I mean, if that's what you like to do, I mean, that's awesome. And sure, and there's a place for those. But I think it's cool. But those have a for us. Finite yeah, point. you can do this whenever, and you can pick and choose, man. And I do that sometimes. I'll just be like, oh, I'm gonna go listen to listen Survivor to Series 2001 yeah. or something like that. Uh, just I listen to Farouk episode <laughs> twice, three times a year. You should man. put that match. On. <laughs> the match sucks. It's just, it's so funny. Uh, <laughs> episode is so funny. Don't forget uh, T Public Store. You can pick up our merch. You can pick up uh, your favorite pick up shirts. That one, but I don't know. Maybe we should put that on. <laughs> uh, the take her easy. Uh, hearse. Yeah. No, that's, that's my mom made that. Her mom made that. His mom made it. You can't dig that up. Um, Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Talking Taker. We'll still be posting some content. Like I said, we're going to be a guest on the Bottom Line cast, so we'll talk about that here. Uh, we'll post up the link on that. If anyone else wants to have us on, you know, we uh, we might we might uh, show up in some we'll unexpected places. You never know. You know, Cash if the Undertaker it. ever responds to our DMs and wants to come <laughs> on the show, uh, you'll know where to find us. So stay subscribed wherever you listen yeah. to podcasts. Just keep that subscription on there because you just never know when we might show up again. We're in person. We're here. We might talk about that tonight or tomorrow. We might talk about what comes next. Uh, so I don't have. I know everyone's asking. I don't have an answer. We don't have an answer. We don't. We don't we're not going to commit to anything. No. We're not going to define anything. Um, you know, when when the feeling comes and the feeling feels right, if we want to do something, uh, just. Keep that podcast feed uh, ready for you, and it'll be a nice, pleasant surprise one day when something new pops up in there. And, you know, when The Undertaker does come around again, because it is wrestling, we know he's going to go in the Hall of Fame. You Maybe know, Dallas in two years. If he shows up in AEW this weekend, <laughs> you know, you know we'll or, be back. Yeah. You know, the uh, just like The Undertaker came out of retirement, we will come out of Taker retirement, and we'll, we've got more to talk about. Uh, I want to thank you, my brother. Thank you for doing this with me. Thank you for uh, sacrificing. I know it's harder on you than it is on me because it is a lot more work when you got a lot more kids. So I appreciate you doing that and, and making that time to do this and uh, and doing that for our, our friendship. Man, it's it's been a it's been a gift. It's been a blessing. It's been so much fun to do that. And uh, thank you to Mark Calloway, to the <laughs> Undertaker, mean for giving us this for sacrificing your career for giving us this entertainment for giving us so much joy and laughter and just awe-inspiring moments um for being a part of our lives and for so many fans lives um i know you'll never hear this and watch this but you know thank you taker hashtag thank you taker (laughs) clap 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 exactly seriously man it is and I, he is an icon. He is the greatest professional wrestling character of all time. He, um, he's the man. He he's is. the dead man. He's the phenom. Uh, we've said our piece. Uh, this is, you know, far exceeded uh, the journey that I ever expected it to be. So, uh, without question, I'm glad you've been sitting right here in the hearse with me. Our, no our doubt, man. Hearse, brother. No doubt. And I was just gonna say, uh, you know. Yeah, I might sacrifice a lot of time because of my kids and everything like that, but let's not kid each other or our fans. You put in way more work than I do to this. I watch the matches, I give you my notes, but you 
run all the social media, you edit all these videos, you set up the T public, you get us on other people's shows, you do all the links. I just hit the download button when it pops up on Thursday night at 9.30 or 10. Like, that's all I do. And so, I don't want to sell yourself short, man. Like, you, this wouldn't be Talking Taker. If it was just me, this would have lasted... I don't know all this technical stuff. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't know a lot of this. Is your wheelhouse and like? I th- It'd be real boring if I was talking to myself. Sure, <laughs> sure. But um, I, I I bring what I bring to the table. Um, I try to bring Batman and 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 superheroes and Support. stupid, random quotes and and music and funny stupid stuff for my daughter when she was a baby crying on my shoulder and <laughs> trying not to break a watch along while I'm holding her and she's screaming like I try to bring that to the table but like she you she threw up on you she one threw time. up on me one time you, you kept going I did not stop no. that was a one of the Royal Rumble uh, 2001 one, I want to say think, yeah I, I came was. in the kitchen over here cleaned the puke off held the thing <laughs> held in my hand while I was watching it nobody <laughs> knew at home so yeah I don't think we even said it we did I've sacrificed that but you've sacrificed so much time and yeah you don't have kids but you got a wife and you got a and you got a family where you are and so thank you to you for all that all that extra effort because you do so much more you do 90 percent of the heavy lifting and i do 10 that's the fun part i enjoy that yeah and that's the stuff you enjoy i don't have time to do this would this would have died on on immediately so um i'm glad you had the blessing of having that time and so we'll try to fill it with something else and again like you said we're not going to commit to anything right now just because we need to take a pause for the cause and just see what's going on and maybe we'll be back but whatever (laughs) happens happens but uh thank you for doing that and for spearheading it and for coming up with the whole thing on your way home from this house and everything yeah absolutely and we can't say if you were there at all these matches but we thank you for those of you who were there at all these matches and all of your comments your tweets your emails everything you've done for meeting us in person uh badly and stuff and um you've been here you haven't been there at the matches, but they've been here. Yeah. They've been here in the podcast with us. Yeah, that's so true. for your last yeah. if you were there, we're we're talking about this. Yeah, if you so were there. If you were there, you can still hit us up. Yeah. We're not gonna be able to talk about it on the show, but we still wanna share in these memories and these relationships and yeah. these and these friendships. Uh, so we hope we hope that does continue. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess we're ready to sign off here. So for the last time, I'm actually gonna turn this over to you. And for the first time ever, oh, no. this was unplanned. <laughs> Alex is going to throw us off at have, this point. Where's my script? Uh, there's no script, man. No <laughs> script, brother. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to sit this one out because it was kind of, we didn't start it at the very beginning. It was just, we didn't do it. It was we a didn't little have, while. I don't know which episode. It, I don't remember, but we finally got it and the Take Your Easy thing stuck and it was cool and it was fun and it was a blast and it's an easy hashtag and it's a lot of fun, but I'm going to sit this one out and let you have this moment <laughs> of glory and, and go for it. So, have oh, it, my friend. For for the last time, as we lay the Undertaker down to rest in peace, we just want to say, take her easy. All right. There you go. All right. First Good one stuff. in the body bag. <laughs> go back and put that on there. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That was captivated me when I was a child too. He's put people in people bags. In body bag. Yeah. So, oh, scary, scary, scary. So, anyway, well, that was fun, man. Yeah. Forty-three minutes. We'll, we'll, you'll cut that out. It'll be short. Yeah, it'll be shorter than that. Yeah. Yeah, that's not too bad. That's not a Bruce Prichard marathon. No, 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 no. <laughs> cool, man. We'll see how it sounds. <laughs>